0: well volume
1: good in your headphones yeah it's good okay nice here you go dude all right. yeah all right well dude uh yeah so l- luckily we didn't say too much good shit right
0: before. yeah just before we got to the we to always made of the meat of the stuff it
1: always <laughs> happens this way dude we'll be i'll be riffing with my guests and we'll have like a little mini podcast we don't record right before we record yeah kind of get
0: warmed up primed up yeah uh but yeah uh what what was we saying uh
1: you're talking about your future in personal training. Yeah,
0: my, yeah. I just like I said, uh, I, where I'm at now, I'm in a position to make. There's no ceiling in sales, and for a person with my kind of education and my kind of hustle, I need something with no ceiling. Because if I had a, if I was at a job where I was only going to make a thousand dollars a week, well, that would depress me. Even though that's a decent amount of money mm-hmm. in the South, uh, it's still capped, and you know. What you have to have this certain amount of budget or whatever, but I like with sales, you have no ceiling. With personal training, I have no ceiling. I can train people online, I can train people personally uh and so ultimately the job that i have now in sales as far as far as selling campers is is good money and that can be used as a stepping stone if i choose so to do like y'all have done and mm-hmm. start out with the studio because i consider myself one of the top trainers in this state and uh i still have people five to ten sometimes even more people than that reach out to me weekly to personal train them but uh uh it would not be in Cersei. My my, Cerse, my Cersei days are probably coming to an end. You still living there right now? I, I'm, yeah, I'm still living in Cersei now. But uh, what kept me living in Cersei was where I was at, as far as I was where I was working at at the at the gym, and uh, that there's really nothing Cersey to me, and uh, the way that I live my life and what uh how i my fundamentals and what my belief system does not really align with an interesting little town isn't it yeah i I think it's a i think it's an evil town honestly (laughs) (laughs) an evil town that harding runs and uh and if it and if it doesn't go harding's way if you're opening in a business that doesn't coincide with harding's beliefs or or Mm -hmm. or uh uh, they'll run you out of business so check this out um
1: now i have a i have a pretty positive relationship with tech i got both my degrees from there but the reason we're over here in this building mm-hmm. which was super positive i own a very nice commercial lot it was one block off of there's there's 64 and running parallel with 64 is, is parkway mm-hmm. and they both run all the way through russell just parallel with one another um parkway ends at the last russellville exit right, right? So we had – a. it was just one block off, man, and and it was was C2, which is commercial residential. But what happened is tech – I mean, we were – like, I could look out my back and see the buildings from Uh tech, right? Tech was pushing to get all this property on the other side of them rezoned, and they did. Uh And what the city did is they pushed that shit through without – Notifying us There's Mm -hmm. about 12 things You gotta do If you wanna rezone My fucking
0: property Right yeah Like procedure Yeah like you gotta put You gotta put
1: signs up You gotta contact me by mail You have to make Every effort To let me know To notify
0: Notify you That this Mm -hmm. is what This is going on When they didn't They rezoned our lot Twice to the
1: strictest codes I mean literally There were like There's like Crack houses in in the vicinity of right. where my commercial building was, right? right? Like, it was an old construction warehouse. We gutted it, renovated it, bought it. And I was trying to build a second building on the mm-hmm. lot. And they're like, well, you're in the strictest zone in the whole city, you know, yeah. because of tech, reason, you know, lobbying to rezone this. I was like, I was in one of the most lenient zones in right. the city when I bought and remodeled this. What's the issue with that? Yeah. Well, it's been rezoned. Well, why wasn't I notified? Yeah. You know, but so I can empathize with what you're saying with Harding. I mean, with tech, they, what, and, you know, I was talking to, and he's been on the podcast. He's kind of a friend of mine, Mm -hmm. even though he charged me three times what it should cost to resize Cora's engagement (laughs) ring, whatever. (laughs) He's he's a liberal friend of mine. He's like, well, you know, tech's, tech's a great partner with the university. And I was like, so they should get preferential treatment yeah, over yeah. over my small business yeah. and he's like well i didn't say that uh, yeah. Change, and i like, changing your tune i'm like yeah, yeah well yeah. they and he really he went to the, the i had a meeting with the mayor and the council like and it was going to be a big long ordeal to get it rezoned uh-huh. so this came open uh-huh. so we fucking moved over here oh yeah we? this is nice
0: man yeah. so it might may have been a, a blessing i think it was well yeah probably worked out better uh for for what I see it looks great. Uh
1: yeah, I mean so we were kinda of talking about religion and shit before.
0: Yeah. Uh, and, well, and some... that's one of my if people people that really know me I, I used to be get really wrapped up into it hardcore where it controlled my emotions and attitude and my demeanor. Uh where I wanted to get into bait when I first, this only happened when I first moved to Searcy because Memphis and Searcy are night and day. Oh, so you
1: used to live in I'm Memphis? I'm from Memphis. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm
0: from Memphis, yeah. I went to school and went to school and I, I graduated in Marion. and right, uh, but, yeah. uh, but basically grew up in Memphis after that. Do that mud
1: but, island print up there. Did yeah. you go to that show?
0: Uh, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah oh, that was, was so yeah, good, yeah, dude.
1: Oh, yeah. It was uh, one of the best shows
0: I've ever to. Yeah, and, uh, and so I grew up in Memphis and grew up. Uh, you know, that's where I got into the jam band scene. All the people are, uh, I grew up around pretty much were older than me were into the Grateful Dead. And I got to see a couple of Grateful Dead shows before Jerry Garcia died. And then uh, I had already been in the Fish prior to that, seeing like 60 Fish shows before even seeing Panic. Uh, but where were we going with the religion? Oh, um, well... Y-
1: what about me ending up over here and you ending up with what you're doing? I've had a couple of instances, you know, like somebody super close to me Uh, just passed away. Yeah. Uh, I've been posting about it on social media and shit. But two things happened, like, surrounding that event yesterday that would literally lead you to believe, like, uh, not necessarily, like, Judeo-Christian, you know, whatever. Uh, Yeah. But it would lead you to believe that shit happens for a reason. Right. Like, there were two things. Like, one... Cora hid my AirPods from me, right? Like I've listened to audiobooks incessantly, oh, yeah. and I, I was like, "Yeah, you, you
0: got me blown away on on audiobooks." All the fucking with the, the books you go through, like blown away, did yeah, I just yeah.
1: exercising like yeah. that really unified. Like I would just man my mind when I would go exercise, even if I would uh, just get in the AirPods is what changed it all for me, mm-hmm. right? But like now, I, I exercise incessantly, and then on my commute to Moralton so. Mm-hmm. Even with my... If just my commute alone, I get an hour audio. All right. right. And then I'll do it for bed. And, yeah. So I'm getting two, two and a half hours, something like that a day. So right. it's, It really racks up, but I was fucking around looking for these. I couldn't find them. Cora had put them in her purse or taken them home or something and come to find out. I was like, why did you do that? But, like my judo instructor's son who I hadn't seen I've been wanting to see and he's been he lives in Bentonville he's running but the guy's my instructor uh, you yeah. know, that moved when I was telling you about earlier yeah. and I like fuck around incessantly went to Walmart before I camp, did all this stuff I never do uh-huh. and then I I was like alright well I, I got time to get five miles in so I like start riding down here I turn by this little climbing gym to go down these trails And this car pulls in in front of me. I was like, I'm about to
0: get jumped. (laughs) I was like, what? This is highly regular. Like,
1: they pulled in just off the road where I would pull my bike in. So I was like, I got to go past that." You get blocked in, kind of. Yeah, so, but then he hops out. And, like, I didn't recognize it was his Tahoe. And he hops out. He's like, dude, what? Just, like, the odds of seeing that guy. And, like, I was really kind of, like yearning to see him yeah like i drove to fucking bentonville to see him because he he i couldn't he wasn't out at his dad's that did this past and then i was talk. i've been talking to his daughter she lives in denver in Mm -hmm. cecilia just we've been going back and forth sharing pictures and memories and i said something about her dad's old judo instructor Mm -hmm. that he would talk about it's like legendary dude Mm -hmm. bob rickman Mm -hmm. and i said something about the rickman choke and she's like literally no lie as you were saying that here is a picture of Bob Rickman from the newspaper. I just pulled it out of the because she was, we were talking because she was posting photos and, and just sharing photos right, with me. Right, right. And she's like, "This is Bob Rickman." Like I, I, pulled this out of the box as you sent the message, and oh, I was sure. like, "But, dude, I, I get kind of superstitious about shit
0: like well, that." Well, yeah, I do too. But uh, it's also that doesn't that doesn't mean that, that it's Jesus that's doing uh, it. Dude. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's just a synchronicity and a bunch of other things that that go involved that are that are way deeper than than that and i think that uh people that that only hold themselves to christianity is limiting their self of uh how much more is out there hundred percent of people that don't agree with that i I could debate with you all day long and I'm it's like I'm not gonna debate like there's shit about I know that you know way more about than I do that I would never debate cause if I don't know if I don't know shit I'm not gonna debate something out my ass you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. but if I know if I know the facts behind something, I, I, I'll debate you all day. But I just hope you're ready. And don't get mad when all your comeback is is to get mad. When you're not educated on what you're talking about. When all you say, well, it's mysterious ways or whatever. Or if you don't
1: take the Bible as yeah. literal word of God, yeah. I can't. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, I had somebody yeah. I was debating with yeah, one time. So
0: I can't talk to you, man. Because yeah. you're, you're, you're never going to change their mind. The people that, believe, if you believe that, you're never going to change their mind. Just mm-hmm. just like uh, certain Trump people on some things. You're, you're never going to change their mind on certain things. Dude,
1: so ch- <laughs> check this out. This has baffled me, um, and not to get into, like, this This has been a topic I've talked with about people yeah. this year. But I saw this yesterday, and it baffles me because if I don't know if you went through Conway to get here. Did yeah. you come to Off Exit 127? I, I, th- I think so. I Did you see those Conway. five billboards? Uh, it was like Trump, the, Trump. the party of pro slavery of this started uh, nah, the KKK. No, nah, I
0: know I, nah, I didn't see those. There were no. there
1: are five billboards between
0: exits. No, nah, but I've seen a few that yeah. I just really just wanted to stop and take pictures of and send some to my friends back home. And like, Look, this is where I live. Yeah, I'm, I'm the complete. I, like like if like if you you knew me like it, it's uh, how life has a uh, funny sense of humor. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the way that my complete uh, the way that I believe is the complete opposite of what Cersei st- stands for, and I'm living in Cersei Church it, of Christ, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, and it's uh, and th- and that's what runs that town, and uh and if you go against what they believe, they'll run you out of town or run you out of business. Uh, and that's that's I don't know anything that's Christian about that. To me, I mean, uh, uh, as far as Harding, and and when you have places like Mexican restaurants playing. Fucking Christian music. Well, the only reason they're doing that is for money.
1: My fitness center plays Christian
0: music, yeah, not yeah. it? wears me out. The only reason they do it is because of money to attract people that's into that for money. So you're not doing it for the right reason anyway. So you're just doing it for money. That's the only reason. And the only reason that, that Harding uh, promotes wanting you to have a dry county is for money because it's a selling point to kids, parents, who want them to come to a dry county. You, so it's can, all about are money. Are
1: but Are yeah, you guys now moist.
0: The, can you go drink? Now, now, now they can. Yeah, now that you can have alcohol, they have alcohol permits in the bars and restaurants. We're, we're, we're a Dry County. We're, yeah. we're
1: well. They say so, yeah, moist now. Yeah,
0: it's 2021 and or 20 whatever. And it's fucking Dry County still. It's like that's insane to me. Oh, uh, dude, it uh, is. Yeah.
1: So here's what I've been having a problem reconciling: just knowing, knowing what I know about U.S. history, being a historian. Yeah. I see these trucks drive around all over the place. So I Saw one it into yesterday, mm-hmm. and they have a Trump flag. And they have a flag of the Confederacy, uh-huh. while buying into what these billboards say that the Democrats uh-huh. are the party of slavery or the party. Well, not to get into all of the transformations that took place between forty-eight and sixty-eight. I got a book over there on well, the show
0: that started the slavery. Is that what you're yeah. saying? Well, That's I'm talking
1: whatever. about the the Democratic Party as we know it transformed drastically in 1948 and 1968.
0: Well, yeah, yeah it's not the same. It's not, not at
1: all. But literally it's just neither ignor- in the
0: republican party's not either
1: boom yeah. it's the ignorance of 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 trump and people who support him that they don't know that it's like okay well wait just a second but you're flying a flag of the confederacy which was the democratic party
0: right oh yeah they have no that have no idea or any any don't even want to know don't want to be questioned and i want to get mad when you start questioning stuff like that you know what so I mean? It's, it's hard for me to reconcile.
1: Oh but yeah. It's been a tough year, man. Um, in yeah. terms of that sort of
0: shit. Oh yeah. It's very been, divisive. Uh, very divisive. But if, for me, this is, and I've been through a lot of tough years. I've, like I said, I've been in prison. So uh, yeah, dude. You uh, mentioned I've, I've that. I spent probably a total of five years in prison, uh, due to being a, a heroin addict uh, uh, and everything that comes with that. Uh, how how long did you uh, struggle with that? Uh, shut my first shot of dope when I was 20 years old Uh, and ironically I remember it like it was yesterday Uh, it was me and it was all these kids that that got me into Grateful Dead and all this stuff and uh, you know and uh, we were the first song that was uh, that was playing was The Needle and the Damage Done by uh, Neil Young ironically if i if i had noon then the needle and the damage done it foreshadowed everything that had come to me from that when i was 20 and then on into into my early 30s that i had been in and out of trouble and i'd have some periods of clean time but ultimately i didn't do everything in my recovery to prepare me to stay clean and stuff and i didn't put that first and i would put uh, women first, pussy first. what well, you know what, whatever. Everything, bodybuilding, everything first. But what I needed to, and I had to make sure that my recovery was uh, was stable. And I never did that until I finally had had enough of the consequences. And that's been eight years ago, uh, November the fifteenth. And I, I checked in. I was going through divorce. Checked in the treatment at Wilbur Mills, and I and I've been clean ever since i got a, a good friend uh that's well, you know we were we were good friends uh-huh. but, uh, he's
1: still a friend like i just hadn't i hadn't got to be around him much yeah. because he's been struggling with similar but he's in he's in a place in little rock right now mm-hmm. it's the first time he's ever went into a treatment program yeah. and he's got some underlying like i mean he's been blown up i mean he's he's got all his limbs but he's got some pts well, from meth
0: or, uh, or from well, military
1: military and then he came back and Got into got into some drugs and and lost a r- really stable job. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he was actually working in law enforcement. Yeah, uh, and and had gone over to a really good position over here at Tech. And yeah, man, this whole world and messed it up and like went from that event for like about the next five years was just a roller coaster for him. But now he's he's getting some help. Like yeah. what? What turned what? What turned that corner for you, dude? Like what made you decide? Is it the consequences?
0: Well, well, yeah, the constant consequences of building your shit back up and then losing everything. And then I got married. I got out of prison in 2009. It was my last stint. That was the last I had been since, uh, 2009. And then I met, I met this chick, my baby's mama. I'm from Memphis. We call their baby's mamas. She was my wife. We got married, but with uh, my baby's mama. That's just what it is. It's how we talk. That's what I said. Yeah, man. yeah. It's my baby's mama. Anyway, I, then I had a daughter. And uh, What's your daughter's name? Mar- Marley. Okay, and, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I see you. She's, uh, she's 10 years old. I went to uh, check into treatment when she was two. I had relapsed during my marriage and ruined my marriage. Uh Marriage was on the rocks because I wasn't doing right, and I went ahead and ruined it. And you know, and ended up going back, get, getting in trouble, go, getting, and uh, going going back to prison. Uh No, I checked in the treatment. I'd already been to prison. I met her after I got out of prison, and then I checked in the treatment uh, in Cersei, and never went back i already had a, I, I had a training business in in, in uh, memphis and i had already been a personal trainer and competing in bodybuilding and then uh i kind of had a connection through my bu- uh my buddy's sister that lived in memphis uh in Cersei that owns rhino and so i uh, checked in the treatment 90 days were up i stayed there then they put me in a chemical free apartment got in got involved with, with the guy uh that owns rhino and uh, shit, uh he I went in there and told him I told him I said look man I've got ten dollars to my name. Just got out of rehab. I'm still living at the rehab. Uh I don't have any money, but I used to I used to be a I'm a, be a trainer, I used to compete. Uh would you let me work out today? I got ten bucks. He goes, Well tell you what, you can just uh if you just pick up around around the gym uh, you know, when when a month comes up, and you get some money. You can just pay for your fee. So I kept doing that. The time that month came up, I kept doing that. And he goes, "Well, if you keep doing that, that's your gym membership." All right, cool. Kept that, doing dude, that. That's how it works. Kept though. doing that. Kept doing that. And he goes, "Hey, man, when you get ready to start personal training, you let me know, and you can, you just start training. You'll start training here because there wasn't really a personal. There wasn't really a. There was one. There was one lady that was a trainer there that." That just wasn't worth a shit. Uh, you know what I mean? If you're not, I can look at people and say, man, you're not, you're not a good trainer. You're just not. You either are or you're not. And she didn't have the, she just wasn't a good trainer. And, and didn't have the motivation that I had and the drive and the passion to do it. And, and then I end up doing it and taking it over for the next seven years and, and average six figures pretty much every, every year I did it. And, uh, How
1: many clients are you
0: working with? Ah, uh, shoot! I'd have I'd have twenty to thirty at all times, wow. and I'd train twelve people a day all day long. From uh, I'd get up at four, get my get to the gym six, where get their first workout in. Then I'd work out in between to the next client, or I'd fit my workout in somewhere. But I'd be there all day. I'd be there longer than the person that owned the gym. Mm-hmm. I'd promote the gym more than the person that owned the gym
1: you know you know what i mean Dude, I, I mean i literally <laughs> thought i mean you were there when i first became friends with you on facebook yeah so and P- you people thought I, owned I thought it. you did people yeah. thought
0: i owned the gym and you know people still thought that i owned that gyms so, and now no i just believed in it and it helped save my life and i really believe in what we do here and i'm an independent trainer all i do is pay him rent so in order for me Being independent, I have to promote myself because I can't, you know, depend on him to do it because I'm independent. I just pay rent. Mm -hmm. And uh, and then over the time and years, uh, people believing that I may have owned that gym or whatever and doing well and I'm traveling all over the country going to shows and they're maybe mismanaging money or whatever. They still open? Yeah, they're still open. Uh, But then you have some jealousy and all this other stuff set in and uh it just just and then he got real we got real religious and it just kind of went downhill from there mm. and i if i believe in something man i i stand for what i believe in I, i'm open-minded and i'm open to change what i believe in with new evidence but if until then i can't i'm where i'm at you show, you know, he some somebody lands right here today, and I see him. I, I fucking I'll change my mind on something. You know what I mean? I'm I'm open minded to anything, but
1: uh. man, it's just you can't take people's word, like you said, evidence. Like I need the same thing. Yeah, you know, like I'm not just gonna take your word for this or that right. on a whole lot of things. Like, like. I'm going to tell you, if you were sitting here to tell me, like, Brian, this is how you need to do this yeah. repetition on this list,
0: right. I would fucking
1: listen to you. Yeah, you know? yeah well, yeah. But it's like well, you, it's 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 somebody that's
0: proven yeah. that knows what the hell they're doing. You know what I mean? Or
1: you know, Dude, that's my struggle with being into history. It's like I see people. I saw somebody peddling that Thomas Jefferson was a Christian the other day. No, he wasn't. And I was like. Dude, do you really believe nah, that? Yeah, yeah. Like, you don't
0: know what the fuck. You don't know what hell you're talking about. Yeah,
1: yeah, I mean it was they were, they were pulling the creator line from the Declaration. And I yeah. was like, yeah, let's get into a deism conversation. Yeah, now.
0: and and look at his Bible that he had and all the shit that was cut out of it. And you know, you know what I mean? Let, let, see because you're you're not talking facts then if we if you're you're saying that if you're saying that the the Constitution was written on Christian values or whatever, which to a degree they're they're they're. Are some, but it's not it's not written according to the Bible. That's why it says separation of church and state, because they knew is bullshit. You can't you can't make the laws compared to a different according to the religions because there's a million different religions. You know what I'm One, saying? If you,
1: man, how well has that ever worked in the past? Yeah, you know, it causes well, killing people,
0: wars, crusades, yeah, and all amen. kinds of shit. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> man, that's um we should we should take this particular moment to give a shout out to Mike Handler, I feel.
0: like. Oh yeah, big Mike Mike Chandler. I talk. I love that dude. I talk to him all the time. I do too, man. Yeah, he is, uh, he's he's such a sweetheart. Well, like, yeah. I, I just
1: every time I talk to him, it, I can my mood. Yeah,
0: know? and uh, not only that, he is he is uh, me and him's come pr- pretty tight over the last couple of years. And we, hell, I tell you, was it yesterday or the day before? I, we were we were talking through uh, Messenger, and I was. Uh, you know, he's always showing me around how dead LA is right now, and I sent him this thing yesterday, to describe because I'm a huge Tool fan, and he's his biggest. He's he may be a bigger. I'm a huge Tool fan, and he may be a bigger fucking Tool fan than I am because uh, just he he he's pretty in depth on the knowledge of Tool if you if you know anything, and I sent him this thing about they're describing their new album, Fear Inoculum, and. Uh, the uh, did, did you see what i posted haven't. No, they're no, no. Just describing the 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 secrets of fear inoculum their new album and uh the just i've only watched it one time but you have to go back and watch will, this yeah. shit because it will fucking blow there is it blow your mind that uh, all the sequences and numbers and ex- the the fibonacci sequence of the uh, the exact like the sacred geometry that they used to come up with their real all this crazy stuff you'd have like you'd know more about it than i would because uh, i mean it, it's just insane and i sent it to him and he did a live podcast or a live thing on it on uh facebook and he's like man this shit is so deep you gotta keep you gotta re-watch it and re-watch it and how these people come up they're just at a total different level than than anybody else. Widespread Panic's my favorite band, but Tool and Widespread Panic are apples and oranges yeah, too. Two, two two different fucking bands, and I love both of them. But I mean, Tool tools at a level that that only that 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 that, that scares some people. Because there was a dude uh, that was we were talking about Tool on 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 some uh somebody's comments and they were saying how negative they were i said well then you've never listened to fucking tool because tool is the opposite of negative if you listen to their lyrics or know anything you know they had some crazy weird shit in their early days but predominantly it's all about love and and unity Mm -hmm. come together one you know what i mean you know not not being divided and uh I just, you know, I just love, and Alex Gray's my favorite artist, and that's why I'm, those getting, I'm are, getting Those videos. I'm getting the arm, arm covered up, with the, all this is covered going to be covered up with Alex Do you have Gray. the
1: eye somewhere on you?
0: No, nah, uh, yeah. Oh, okay, there it is. Yeah, it's yeah. awesome. Yeah, and this is this right here is going to be a guy, and there's gonna, there's a girl right here that's going to got dreadlocks with eyes, and then the dreadlocks that's leaning down, kissing him on the lips. Yeah, and wow, Then I'm going to have eyeballs all, all through all this weird shit, but. Hell yeah! At least, man. at least people think it's weird and Cersei so get some get some funny looks. Oh man, uh, Cora had a blowout on the
1: interstate. Oh shit! You need yeah, need to, need to leave. Uh, no, let me. Uh, I tell you what. Let me call her. real yeah, quick. Call her. Let me timestamp this in case I want to edit too. Yeah. All right, back from the tire all change.
0: Are, are we ready to rock? now? We are, dude. Yeah. No, no more interruptions. The the the, the, the Hollywood uh, true. Uh, hollywood story i guess anyway it
1: all began when yeah you were three. it all
0: started when i was three here <laughs> but anyway uh yeah like i said i was uh uh we were talking about my addiction heroin addiction uh started shooting dope when i was 20 with kids older than i was that was been on grateful dead tour for years and that's where they picked up on it and i got involved in it as you know looking up to all the i, I grew up around music yeah, I never never tried to play an instrument. I was athletic. I'm, a, I mean, I can play badminton. You want to go fucking? Well, I can play fucking badminton. You know, ping pong. Any? I'm athletic, really athletic. But I always music. My dad, my father, which he didn't really, he didn't raise me. My stepdad and my mom pretty much raised me. But he was always in listening to music. So I always been big into music. And uh, anyway, uh Shit, where was I going yeah anyway i got into got into a uh, needle dope and uh i had no, if i if i only knew how many how much problems that was going to cause me and how much i would lose and uh i even developed hepatitis c that, uh, can
1: you get rid of that are it's are gone now oh
0: hell yeah it's gone mm-hmm. i took the uh now now it's like uh you could get rid of it back in the day, but the, the treatment, like 10 years ago, the treatment was so tough for hepatitis C that it, it was, what they, what they gave you was called interferon. It was like chemotherapy. It almost was worse than having the disease itself. <sighs> now you can take a pill that gets rid of it in 8, eight to 12 weeks. Uh, the medicine that I took at the time was called Epclusa, and it was a 12-week treatment, $100,000. Hundred thousand dollar treatment that cost eight thousand dollars in Canada cost eight hundred dollars to make in India. It's insane. Uh, you know what I mean? And hundred thousand dollars, and they, you can't even you couldn't even get these pills at a pharmacy. They have to mail them to you twenty-eight at a time because they're a thousand dollars a pill. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, going through all that, I mean, I'm a, from prison to. I mean, I've been homeless. I've lived in a homeless shelter. I have pictures that look uh, homeless I' mean I'm fucking homeless uh but this year right here has probably been the toughest year i've ever had in my life really we'' going through all that at least at least when I was homeless or strung out, I was on dope and you know what i mean i I was oblivious to life, and my only thing revolved around one thing and that was getting high i wouldn't i couldn't leave i i couldn't go on tour couldn't go to shows because I was tethered to the dope man uh but in going through all that and, and enjoying the success that I have over the last eight years and then the COVID shit happening and then never seeing myself out of being a personal tra- – not being a personal trainer uh, uh, and getting out of that and having a career change has been super tough on me. And you go from a six-figure income to an income that is – Far beyond that, but you still have six-figure income bills, mm-hmm. and so that puts all my shit behind. You know what I mean? And so now it's picking back up, and uh, you know the 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 a year that uh, started out very badly because uh, I found out I was I wasn't coming back. That mean that we had it out right after when I come back from the New Year's shows in uh, Atlanta. I come back that I I didn't have a job there no more. I wasn't welcome there no more. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was all over, just basically over the, the Christianity stuff and a bunch of other shit made up. But uh, uh, everything's picking up, and the year is ending on a high note, and I believe to be 21 to be a the great year. year. Oh, yeah, a great year. I'm looking forward to it to be, and put this year behind me, it's over with. and I just want some fucking live music to get going. Yeah, dude. Uh, well, I guess there's – I've been to – well i had a band
1: playing here and i know they played a, a couple of local shows and then a solo artist ryan harman who's on like american idol he's played yeah. some local i know some local performances and bars and shit are getting yeah. back going but nothing like what, we're, what you're talking
0: about yeah yeah and uh man and i didn't you know not in saying that it's been a rough year not only for the money wise um, because if, if I don't have a passion, my passion is helping people and I love to train and I have, I don't have patience for certain, a lot of things like standing in line for something. I have fucking no patience like for a Sperry print. Huh? Like a Sperry yeah, print. I'll no, no, no. I pay, i pay a motherfucker. I'll buy yours and mine. You, you, you know what I mean? And just certain shit I just don't have patience for, but natural, I have a natural patience to teach people fitness. You know the the motherfucker that can or the you know that cannot get the exercise down, no matter what. I have the patience, naturally, mm-hmm. to teach that person, and I have a, and I have a gift to teach people. I know what my gifts are, and I have a gift that I can teach you. To believe in yourself i'll believe in you until you believe into yourself i can i can get you to believe in yourself and turn you into a success story i believe just like tony robbins knows what he can do i believe i can do that same type of stuff maybe not at the level that he's doing he's at a but he had to start somewhere too mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying so uh uh ultimately i i probably would look to get back into personal training or, or or fitness in some level or owning something that is involved in that uh but I, I like i had to in order for me to become a good salesman like at a car lot like at uh, acura where i started at when i left the with well, gm i had to find a way where I was having a positive impact in somebody's life. I had to, I had to not just cause you know how car salesmen have a bad reputation or, mm-hmm. you know, they're trying to rip you off or whatever. Well, I had to, I had to find a way to, to, to build a passion up about it for me to be successful at it. Cause if I don't feel like I'm, I'm, uh, uh, adding to someone's life at my job, then i'm not i don't want to do it and I'm, I'm not going to do it for long i'm not going to be successful i'm going to look for ways to get out of it uh and then i'm going to be a shitty employee uh, because mm-hmm. i'm not interested in what's going on until i sold a kid i sold a kid an acura and it was his first thing car he ever bought with his own money he had been saving his money all through high school all through college and he was fixing to graduate. He was about to graduate college, and he and he came to the Acura lot. And his parents, you know, they had they had money, but they were the parents. You fucking paying. You got to earn your own money, but we'll help you out. But he earned his own money to pay for this brand new Acura. And when we were on the test drive, he just started crying. He was so happy, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I was like, there, there it is. I just had a. That's the impact. I just had a change in this man's life. You know what I'm mean? saying? Mm-hmm. Me selling this man this car that he's worked for years to pay, be able to pay for, uh, it, it changed that perspective and I was able to put that in perspective of that I'm having a positive impact in someone's life. And when you sell them that car that they've been wanting or dreaming about or that camper that's given them that freedom to go to fucking Yellowstone. You know, because I'm, you know, I'm going to Yellowstone next year too. So, uh, but anyway, that that changed my perspective and gave me that outlet where I can now I can sell cars and sell campers because I know that I'm I'm looking at I have a, I changed my perspective with that one kid, and I'll never forget that kid as long as I live. Because if I become a million dollar salesman, well, that kid was the catalyst that helped mm. prompt that shit. Yeah. yeah and it it did it changed my outlook on it because i had to that's what i had to say i have to find a way where i'm having an impact in doing what i'm doing or i'm not going to be able to keep doing it Mm -hmm. and so uh that that was a that was a big turnaround for me so what uh
1: do you have sort of like a pathway for the future that you're like i mean shit can change i know it's a weird year but like like well, how are you planning on leveraging moving forward to get sort of, like are you going to get back into, I know we've talked about this a little bit on, on yeah. Facebook and shit, but like are you yeah. going to get back into personal training? Are you going to try and build, buy, take
0: over? I would like to take over. Dude, I, I'll And tell I know you. the exact spot I would like to take over. <laughs> and if this was broadcast, everybody knows the spot I want to fucking take over and could uh, if the right moves were made where I was at before you know what i mean mm-hmm. and, and there's no shame in me saying that but uh uh but like what are we saying take over well or? i mean so
1: you gonna are you gonna stay in sales for a while and like eventually do get get your own spot in, in training and sales
0: or are you trying to like what what do you think you're gonna do well i'm going i i i had an experience uh uh, I had an experience about a year it was probably a year ago uh, that uh, that was a pretty profound experience and, uh, and, and, uh, and it it told me to get out of my own way. The, the, the gist of what I was doing, you know what I mean mm-hmm. the, the experience I was having and going through told me to get out of my own fucking way and let everything flow. And, and just stay out of my way and it will work, I will be guided into the right spot as long as I continue to do the right thing and it's built on a moral foundation. So uh, right now the universe has me exactly where I'm supposed to be and that's at Gander RV. <clears throat> and uh, I'm going to put money back. I learned a lot of hard lessons. Uh, another thing through this year. Making, you know, I was making money hand over fist. You know, it's personal training. Fucking going everywhere. I make my own schedule, dudes. So mm-hmm. Like, I'm everywhere. And, uh, my girlfriend at the time, we do not together. She, she, she had the flexibility too, cause she had a job that had that flexibility. And, uh, you know, I just, uh, uh, ultimately we'll get back I would like to get back into the fitness industry uh, in, in some way or another something that's gonna have me th- some some kind of freedom uh, I don't want to be locked on a car lot or a, a, a camper lot all the time uh, but like I said I learned a lot of hard lessons because I never thought that money was going to dry up as far as the way that it kept going because I'm going to every show. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I'm, yeah. I'm staying. When we go, I'm staying at the, uh, the nicest hotels because we had the money to do it. And my, and my girlfriend at the time was a travel agent, so we got special deals. Uh, but I was living beyond my means when I looked back on it because mm-hmm. I never expected us to have a fallout with my, my, my partner, uh, gym partner, and then fucking COVID hit. And so, like all back the back, back, back to back to back, and and if COVID wasn't a hit, I would I would have generated, I would have attracted a new opportunity with all the music, the stuff that I'm into. Mm-hmm. My perspective would have been different because I would have attracted something to make align me to be able to still go do what I love to do. With the COVID shut down, then you're like a double whammy, and then you're fucking – adds more depression. Well, you're and, out
1: of, it uh, takes you out of both your communities. Yeah, probably. yeah. And, my, and, my fitness center still – the one I've trained uh, at before COVID uh-huh. is still fucking closed. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, like And then I got to go to the one that, that plays the Christian music. They're yeah. fine, but they don't have a sauna, yeah. and they got less equipment, yeah. super small. Like yeah. We're bigger than they are yeah. times two yeah. in square footage, but, man, it's – it's a weird time yeah
0: and and i and i've gone and i look back on it man i'm like fuck i'm going through depression and shit and i'm like then i'll get around some of my people uh or or actually i i, I when they started doing don't 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 ever don't ever don't miss us every sunday yeah, show yeah, yeah. i i wasn't listening to those and then one night i i did and then i'm like It it hit me that this void was fucking filled again that I had not been listening to. And I was like, dude, I should have been listening to this shit the whole time because I don't realize how big a void that that has left in my life. I mean, that's a huge part of my life Seeing I've known these people for 20 something years. I've been doing this for for 24 years and I've known these people that long and they're a big part of my life. And so there's a void there. And then. Sometimes you forget that, and you're like, I'm not the only motherfucker going through this. There's a whole big group. I mean, the whole world's going through, you know, some kind of drastic shit. But, you know, with the music not being there and looking forward to going out of town every month or somewhere like that. Uh, you know, it, it filled a, a. I mean, it caused a big void in my life, and I didn't realize how big a void, how how important that was until it's gone. Which you don't ever realize how important shit is usually until it is gone, and uh, I will have a great new appreciation for it once it once it comes back around. Yeah, for sure,
1: But man. Um, I tell I tell this story periodically because. I still don't fully understand it but like uh, I'm so, some of the most emotional experiences I've ever had are, are shows oh, particularly yeah. panic shows yeah but did uh, you go to the DC show yeah uh, I didn't go to the last one I went to the, I went to the oh, this the had one been two years though. ago yeah, yeah, we, yeah Colby and I were there yeah, yeah I was yeah. there um, that's where I got that Sperry print I had uh-huh. but uh, dude I don't, uh, okay what song was he playing it was oh, I was Walk On by Neil mm-hmm. Young yeah yeah that's the cover of Walk On right and dude, I just lost my shit and started bawling. Oh, yeah. Like like and I had this thought, like Colby right before I lost it was like, That dude don't even know how he's making us feel right now. Oh, and yeah. then I then I had this thought, I was like, damn, I've been listening to music my whole fucking life. Yeah. I've been interested in music. I play music and I cannot come to terms with reconcile all of that. Versus the way this dude's making me feel oh, yeah because like he was like he and JB were like having a little moment, like fucking hear this dude, oh. like and he was like, yeah, I'm hearing it,
0: oh yeah. But dude, just like Jimmy just looked at JB and was like, yeah, and you know they're having a good time, oh, and they're connected, man. and uh yeah. It was it was just truly special, and I've had other.
1: Instances and mm-hmm. uh, moments, but just little clips. It shows where it's like, oh, that was, that was special. Oh yeah, uh, but man, the, the the emotion. I can't even. I. Some people had never cried listening to music, uh, and you try and explain this to them. Oh uh, yeah, idea. well,
0: those people don't get it. They 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 they're never going to get it. They, they yeah, uh, the, the moments like that, they they don't get. It. They're not. Uh, it's a special breed of person that'll fucking pick up in their car and drive 500 miles one way to hear a, con- a show. There's, It's a special type of person that, that'll that do that. And I'm one of those type of people. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I just, uh, you know, I've been at shows and I fucking hear Bob Weir singing knocking on heaven's door and fucking start, you know, start crying you know shit like that or i've been at panic shows and same thing happened you know dream song come on <sighs> or uh, a uh, vacation to open up fucking new year's two years before whenever it was on one of them nights and fucking start crying it's like the
1: airplane got me at that same uh, yeah, show dude yeah. uh, i was sitting there thinking about cora and it just it was fucking lost it uh, oh, yeah. like the same uh, run uh, oh yeah but uh oh, man that's it's yeah, it's a passion, but man, there's something special about Panic. Huh. Oh, right? yeah. Like I know you, you've, I haven't seen Fish. I haven't seen the well, Dead and Company or yeah, any yeah, rendition. Yeah, well, of the d- dead. dead
0: and Company's okay. Uh, they're they're okay. They're just slow. If you'd ever seen the Grateful Dead, they're the band that everybody's trying to be. I mean, now they're not trying to be the Grateful Dead, but there wouldn't be nobody else. There wouldn't be no panic and shit without Grateful. They're the ones that set the fucking, you know, set the bar. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, uh, Fish, you never seen the Fish show? Fish, oh, fish dude, I've never even really listened to Fish. Yeah, I sure mean, so it's, there, you, you'll have, you know, the panic versus, uh, Fish show. Yeah, yeah. Well, Everybody yeah, says okay. don't listen to it. That's me. cool. If you, if you if you can sit there and honestly, I know you're a musician, which I am not. I can't play shit, but I love music more than probably anything. Uh, if you don't think Trey Anastasio is a fucking badass, then you're just a fucking hater. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm just sorry. You can listen to this dude, and his dude can tell a story. Like just sit here and make up a story. And and go on and on and fucking blow your mind. And if you're a, and if you're saying this dude sucks, you're a fucking hater. Cause dude's a badass,
1: dude. That's so fun. Cause in um, in Panic Stream, for example, uh-huh. that's all you fucking hear. Uh, yeah. Like fuck. Like don't tell me you're listening to fucking Fish over
0: Dude, here. I listen to Fish all the time. I listen to Fish. I've been like like right now since since Panic's not been torn. I've hardly listened to any Panic, which is good because once panic when panic starts touring and 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 the everything's like flowing like that dude that's all i listen to mm-hmm. and i'll get to where i like have to make myself listen to something else because i'll just get caught up listening to fucking every panic show and going back so i had not been listening as much panic and it's given me time to listen to other bands and and stuff like that but uh, and i held in the last few days i've been listening to some fish and i'm like Man, I, I mean, that's what I got started out on. Core, we didn't. I don't. I can't remember
1: if we had tickets or not. But they were going to play at the
0: Amp. Right before COVID
1: yeah, hit. yeah, yeah, I was gonna go to that. Yeah, back, yeah. Like I was, uh, we were. I think we we're up in the air on it for some reason it was like a schedule conflict yeah. or something. But no, uh, they're, they're bad. Dude, they're, we they're bad. lost so many fucking tickets when COVID huh? hit. Like huh? Roger Waters, in oh, yeah. Dallas. Um, yeah. I've seen him twice. In,
0: oh yeah, I uh, I've seen them. I've seen Pink Floyd in the Division Bell tour 94, 1994 at Vanderbilt Stadium in Nashville. Wow. That was badass. One of the best shows I've ever seen. The one the best show that I probably that's one of the best shows I've ever seen. The, the first Grateful Dead show I ever seen was the best show I've ever fucking seen. It it made me want it, it was uh, it makes you it made me want to pick up right then everything I own and take off and follow them forever. You you know what I mean? That 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 had that kind of a, a feel to it, and I, it changed my life. Uh, I can tell, like people. People will laugh when I, because I, I can sit here and tell you stuff that changed my life, and most of it's been music. First time I heard, uh, the first time I heard uh, Smells Like Teen Spirit, I can tell you the moment that I can tell you the exact time I seen Smells Like Teen Spirit video on 120 minutes, uh, and that, that song changed my life. Nirvana changed my life. And then on down the road, then the Grateful Dead, Fish then when i heard i had i used to put down widespread panic until i went i was doing seasonal jobs in yellowstone going out there and bartending and doing shit like that and my roommates had some some panic cds and and uh they were fixing to be playing at red rocks pretty soon so i put cd in i um, fucking as soon as i put it in it was like what the fuck do you remember I, what album it was yeah it was chilly it was uh space wrangler <laughs> I, I remember Chili water it was first the first song. song i fucking i listened to then driving song and i'm like god damn these fucking people are awesome and it, it that changed my life and i and i've only been in like four three or four fish shows since wow yeah
1: uh <laughs> man that acu- you were at the ryman weren't you
0: yeah, oh, this the, past one, the, 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 yeah, 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 hell yeah acoustic yeah. performance
1: of yeah. Chili Water just, jumped uh, oh yeah, in it was I, fucking I, I awesome. I cried during oh, that, yeah, one. That, that big shit time.
0: Was, that was badass. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, it was. Uh, those shows were way better than the uh, last time they did uh acoustic shows there, like 2010 or something. Yeah, which it, was, were... it was something like that. But it, they weren't as good as those shows. Those shows were fucking badass. I remember
1: that DC show we're talking about. um when Colby and I were there somebody told us I don't know if this is true uh-huh. but somebody told us that the well shit it was somebody associated with the band like like Paul Hoffman or something mm-hmm. Like somebody told them that that was supposed to be a run around that because that's the first show that they did no screens mm-hmm. you know, they've been doing a big screen right, show and right. shit, but that's the first show they did no
0: screens we got our Colby here uh oh look out Hi. she's here
1: alright we Hi. thank you thank you you're the greatest
0: Hi. oh yeah <laughs> Uh, have a that, have yeah. a good yoga class, and uh, no, what were you saying about uh, Paul? Hoffman? Oh yeah,
1: okay. But they were saying that they're originally around that time they're supposed to have some acoustic shows, but they didn't for some reason. Something had something had happened. I don't remember what exactly they were saying, but they were talking about there there's going to be an acoustic run around there, and then it ended up happening uh, like six seven months later yeah. at,
0: the, at the Ryman. So yeah, those those shows were awesome. And shit, I think what whatever shows were, it was Rhyming and then Halloween. Uh, and those Halloween. Pensacola. Oh, yeah, Pensacola. Yeah, I, I went. I, went saw, to Pens- I saw you. I went, Pensacola. Yeah, I was in Pensacola. Uh, and then Halloween. Halloween was awesome. And that, not the Halloween show, but that Friday night show was one of the most perfect shows I've ever seen them play, as far as. Jim as a Jimmy show wise anyway, but that show was almost fucking perfect as far as in my the way I was the frequency I was on that. Which, which
1: Halloween show you talking was that? This a,
0: past Halloween. Oh, okay, yeah, didn't yeah I, y'all I didn't one. go to that. No, Man, no. that shit was insane. Dude, ha, were you at Halloween in Vegas? Uh, oh yeah, I was at all of them. Yeah, Dude, I, I think
1: was. was that you? I think so. Like I, we got there for night two. Like we like we got there when night one was like yeah. winding down, and like Colby was like waiting outside for us. Yeah but anyway like he was he was buying prints for me and Uh i think you were the guy in the photo and i was like colby have that guy buy me some prints was that you do you remember that oh man it may have been he had had a picture with somebody and i was like i was like texting him i'm like dude
0: yeah it may have been been me yeah but yeah i was at all those all those uh las vegas shows and
1: Man, what would you think about that night three performance with the sort of the mushrooms and shit? The stage, uh, uh,
0: it it was good. Uh, go go dances. yeah, it, it was it was good. Uh, the uh, that was the one with uh, when they were covering not Aqua Long, but uh, uh fuck.
1: They did cover that, Jethro yeah. told, but I think yeah, that Jeth- was... Yeah, it was uh,
0: Jethro. It wasn't Aqualung, but I uh, had... Godzilla? Uh, yeah, Godzilla, and um, then what's the other...
1: Give Me the Beat, Boy, and Free My Soul. Uh, so, yeah, that. Um,
0: sitting on a park bench. Uh, yeah. What's um, the name of that fucking song? I Jumpin' think, Jack man.
1: Flash, they did that one. I'm trying to think. They did so many wild covers. A ton of first-time but, yeah. plays,
0: too. But, yeah, it was good. Uh, the only thing about Vegas, man, I ended up fucking... I ended up staying up the whole damn time. Even though I don't even do shit that's that stay up all night but it's like it's so much going on in las vegas it's like it's non-stop and you don't want to miss nothing I've you want to go several times yeah i have too mm-hmm. and I, fucking I, I hell, i went there we've been there four times in the last three years up until this year and uh for shows and then just to go out there
1: they have a a industry uh like a, a trade show for martial arts mm-hmm. every year that corresponds with the international fight week with uh-huh. the UFC so like you'll you'll have like the biggest fight of the year business conferences the whole time like last one of the last times I was there I got to with Hicks and Grace. Oh yeah um, so they demand they just kind of the UFC and then the martial arts industry kind of get on the same page together that one week and but they didn't have it this year because of COVID All right. so I'm
0: hoping that uh,
1: this next summer that, that I
0: get chance oh yeah you should get back to normal yeah
1: Panic was playing there one time when I was leaving.
0: Yeah, and I
1: I had driven, and it was Colby had just turned me on to Panic. Like he's who told me about Panic, right? Twenty fifteen. I didn't listen to him twenty fifteen, dude.
0: Hell yeah, I started in ninety seven. Yeah, started fishing like ninety four, and then dead and right there at that same time. But
1: what? Yeah. So wow, ninety seven. Yeah. what the, that would have been right before to the medicine and, the first, and,
0: and i seen them my first like i said i used to i used to put them down because i was a fish head and they were like spread necks but i thought i'm just talking out my ass i ain't never even i ain't never even fucking heard i never even heard them play i'm just listening i'm just going along dude with that's me with fish i'm just going, i'm just going along with what the people i'm with are saying until i went to work in yellowstone and put in that cd and then we went to red rocks No, we went to park city utah and I, my first show was at Park City, Utah, on Wolf Mountain, and David Grisman had opened up for him, and uh, fuck yeah, it's been history ever since. That 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 show, that show, grabbed me, and I hadn't. Never looked back since. That's uh, yeah. It was that 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 changed my life for real when I seen that. How many uh, how many times have you seen them at the Red Rocks? No, uh, uh, three
1: or four. That's the one. Yeah. Uh, that I haven't gone to Red Rocks yet. So, uh, so I
0: really wanted to this it, year. It, I went. I went this past year, and uh, not you know not this year of course, but last year I went. Uh, I like Red Rocks. Uh, it's the most beautiful outdoor venue by far, uh, but there, uh, on my opinion on that, it's real territorial because there's people that go there every year that that's their only show. They go there so they think they're in, entitled to certain spots uh, of because you there's I've, it's had, all, I've, I've ran into that it's all uh it's not reserved seating it's just general admission and people are running there throwing their blankets down and, and they think they're entitled to certain spots and uh i that that part of red rocks i don't like and if you're up real high and it, it's windy it doesn't sound as good but if you're down down there in the middle in the mix it's it's awesome it's it's the most beautiful place to see an outdoor 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 venue, but my favorite place to show is St Augustine. So we haven't been there. St Augustine is my go, favorite. I gotta place. go there. Uh, the The way it's a little bitty amphithe- it's a small amphitheater. I mean, it's kind of small, but the way it goes down, it goes down, uh, uh, and it is hot as fuck. But the it's so loud. It's the the just the what However it's set up. It's loud as shit, and it is. Just a different energy and Saint Augustine every time I it's been the best shows of the year for me, pretty mm-hmm. much. Except for last year's uh the Saturday night show at Red Rocks was pretty good, but Saint Augustine
1: is the first European settlement in the oh, New World.
0: Oh, oh oh, yeah, that's the oldest city in the United States. Uh yeah, yeah. fifteen
1: sixty five or fifty six, yeah. sometimes. Yeah, oldest city
0: in the United States. I've been we've I've been there i th- i've been there three times and shit we've toured it and rented out you know, see that's i want to go for that there's a lot of hit, and yeah. we've done like when me and my ex go we we go and do all the tourist stuff i don't i don't i don't go and stay in the hotel the whole time i use it as a vacation too i'm going to a show if i'm in dc well i'm going to the fucking smithsonian and doing all kinds of shit and Whatever I can do, or wherever I'm at, I'm gonna I'm gonna do whatever highlights are around. The, excuse me, whatever around that city, and uh, St. Augustine's got a lot of cool shit. And they got a lot of nice restaurants too, and mm-hmm. so yeah, that's uh
1: that's the culture there. Yeah, is, uh, I and again I haven't been, but it's it's on the list. Oh, yeah. If we were gonna go last. You know, I think. The Ryman Show and Pensacola were back to back weeks. Yeah. And then I think like Saint Augustine was like maybe even yeah, yeah, maybe even three com- consecutives. Com- yeah. But dude, oh man, going to those consecutive weekend shows yeah. wipe you the fuck out. Uh, At yeah, least me a, with my lot, a,
0: Yeah, yeah, and it's a lot of it's a lot of money being spent, man. Uh and uh yeah, especially when you're Nashville's an expensive town now. It's super mm-hmm. expensive. Uh Saint Augustine's all right, but uh yeah, the Pensacola. Did you? Did y'all went to Pensacola mm-hmm. too? Yeah, yeah, you? yeah. yeah are, the four cornered room yeah, was yeah, it was and... awesome. Great shows. Uh, but man, to me, St. Augustine's my favorite place to play. Uh, it, and if they keep those Napa Valley shows on uh, on on tap and they don't cancel them, I'm going to those too because I've never been out there. Yeah i'll make sure i'll
1: they keep rescheduling it
0: yeah i think so, it, it
1: got rescheduled so again to, yeah a, around the same month like just a month apart yeah. or something like
0: that so if they I'm gonna, I'm gonna go out there for that if uh if i'm able to if, I'm able, if they if they have it i'll go for mm-hmm. sure yeah man
1: uh i will say like it, it seems i meet so many people that don't uh get it yeah you know but like getting introduced to widespread panic like ch- definitely changed my life like it had an impact on my life oh yeah like like in a similar way in a similar way mm-hmm. as martial arts like it be like when I started training martial arts I was like this is it like this right. is a part of my life now. right like this is not always going to be a part of my life oh, like absolutely. I can't envision a life in which this is not a part and it's like I mean panic is it, like you said this several times so we've been sitting here talking it's like it became a passion. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's a fucking huge passion in my life. Yeah. Like, man, I would say, like, I, I started taking guitar lessons uh-huh. this year, and I've been learning more and more panic shit, but mm-hmm. that, this like, learning to play their music. Mm-hmm. I got, like, a, a, well, shit, this telly here is uh, set up like Mikey's, uh-huh. right? Like, uh-huh. exactly, because he didn't play just a run-of-the-mill telly. Right. So it, 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 he had acquired one that was, like, a... a signature limited release and then he was like I gotta have all of them like this Right, but you actually have to go through some steps Um that's like, like Sean Mills from mm-hmm. uh, Machine Funk uh-huh. he came on the podcast right, no. zoomed in but uh he was like yeah dude all my tellies are set up this way he's like I did play the JB guitar for a while he's like but it wasn't doing it okay, yeah. for what I was wanting
0: yeah he wasn't getting the sound he wanted yeah. I or... can't believe that dude
1: fronts and plays Mikey's parts yeah like he plays and it was, it was wild talking to him. He is not into Jimmy Eat Panic. Yeah, he was like basically said he's like post Todd leaving the band. Uh huh.
0: I hadn't been involved.
1: Oh and yeah. I was like, but apparently he knew Todd. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and and, and there's probably some bias to that. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, yeah. Nobody's gonna know the real story except for the people that's in the band or, yeah. or or whatever. And I from and I don't know. And I heard they gave him a chance to redeem himself from whatever he was doing and he played that last ply and then that was that
1: was it for him see he was he literally that ply was right before the first time i saw him at the amp in arkansas oh yeah like i mean yeah that's within months that
0: that print of third came from i've
1: got the same one yeah i got um i picked up that uh print from this year oh yeah did you see that huh Uh, they it was it was a print that had all the shows on it that didn't fucking happen. Oh, uh, really? Nice. Yeah, I'll so show you. Think, it's sitting right uh, there. Right, I'll show it to you. i I'm really. no. Yeah, they 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 dropped them. Corey and I were in Branson mm-hmm. uh, a few weeks ago, and they dropped them while I was in Branson. So I don't know. yeah, yeah.
0: Shit, I might take my daughter up to Branson. I'm off all the i all all week leading up to New Year's Eve. I'm off all next week. So I'm like, there ain't no shows going on. It'd be the perfect time for me to it be is, able to go man. And do we stuff. We went to Silver Dollar so City and shop. It. Shipley's take, Donuts. Yeah, hell yeah! I may take, my, out. Da- take oh, my daughter up there and do something. What is
1: it? It's not Shipley's Donuts. That's a local one. Oh, yeah, what is, Shipley's. Uh, uh, no. What is the big uh, yeah, Hertz Donuts? Hertz, That's it. Yeah, That's Hertz Donuts. So yeah,
0: one in Little Rock. Yeah. You ever had Voodoo Donuts like no, in no. Austin, uh-huh. Austin, Texas?
1: Man, I haven't been to Austin since oh fuck, I was a teenager.
0: Oh really? Yeah. Oh, Austin, Texas is awesome. It's I need a panic right. plays periodically. Yeah, yeah, and if I if I. That's a city I would live. I could live in. There's certain cities that are, that are that that fit my my beliefs and lifestyles and, and vibe like Austin, Texas.
1: Dude, Joe, we, Austin, they got Joe Texas. Rogan there oh, now. Yeah. They've got um, fucking Elon Musk. Oh
0: yeah, Austin, Austin, Texas is badass, and that's that's one of my one of my favorite cities. So, I could I could do some stuff there. But, yeah. Yeah. If they if they with Go if they reschedule those dates there, play there. I'll I'll definitely be at those shows. Yeah, but uh, I don't, know. I, don't I don't know how the music scene is going. Colby had tickets to those shows. Yeah, I, I want to say. Yeah, yeah, he was wanting me to drive. He's wanting me to drive him down there. I, was like, I don't know, but we'll see when time comes. I don't know if I'm gonna fly or drive. Just all depends. See, at least they got to have them first. Well, how how long the drive is that from here? It's about uh, like eight eight, hours. Or eight or nine hours,
1: mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah, not yeah. bad. No, it ain't that bad. We've been to Dallas a ton. I uh, saw perfect circle there a couple years ago. Um, I've d- gone there for jujitsu and yeah. competing and just different things. But uh, been to Houston a few times. But I've only been to Austin once. Yeah,
0: Austin's 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 different than the rest of Texas. It's a it's more liberal and it's a college town. It's just a, has a different mentality to it. So yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that's
1: fascinating to me i was uh listening to this book uh talking about it was outliers it was talking about all these outlier factors that kind of contribute to a town or region being a certain way or a certain culture right making mistakes in a certain way it was super interesting Uh but it was basically like this guy would look at austin and be like hey floyd let me tell you why Austin's this way yeah. like if you look at the values of the people that migrated here from uh, 400 uh, years ago and then you know they, yeah, and they this.
0: settled and all this shit uh, yeah.
1: yeah it was he was getting into like Korean airplane crashes and how that tied back to their value system oh, and, yeah. and how they communicated. And I didn't think any, like, I mean, that seems like a a weird hypothesis, Uh like maybe it's like a little racist or something, but he was basically comparing all of these airline accidents Uh and how, like, you'll have um, certain pilots that are American communicating with Koreans and they they miss the subtleties of the communication and vice versa, Uh where if you don't know about the culture... But man, it was it, it just very thought provoking. I was listening to that when you pulled up. I'm oh, gonna wow, finish. I got wow. like 50 minutes left on it. Right, about right. seven, eight hours. Hey, yeah,
0: I was listening to something where they were talking about how there's so much German uh, influence in in Texas, but especially in Austin because of somehow when the German some when they brought. Uh, what's the, the the dude that was the head of NASA? He was a fucking he was oh yeah, Nazi. yeah operation uh, yeah. He, anyway, the, yeah, and uh, they had all these Germans come through. That's why there's a big German culture like in Austin and around Texas is because of uh, von Braun or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It, it was Warner von Braun? That, I think that's the NASA mm-hmm. dude's name. But anyway, isn't uh, that wild that we nabbed
1: a bunch of Nazi scientists while putting. Like later on in the Nuremberg trials, while putting other like citizens, mm-hmm. like not not SS, yeah, not German army, like like sort of everyday citizens that were that were used in a way by the Nazi regime, right? right? Like, hey, you're gonna fucking do this, or we're gonna kill you, yeah. And then it's like those are the people, and later on in the Nuremberg trials, you don't hear shit about, right? And then to know that some people got the book thrown at them. While you get this, like, high-ranking SS people that are engineering
0: fucking yeah, death camps. Yeah, right. It's I
1: mean, like, we need you to build rockets, okay? Right. Come on over here. Yeah.
0: <laughs> we can use you over here wow. to our advantage. <laughs> That's
1: the, you know, here's, an I talked about this on the podcast the other day. It, it, this happened um, after World War One and Two, but, like. There used to be a much bigger German culture and influence, particularly in like uh, German language being taught in the United States. Uh-huh. And after, uh, p- after both world wars, but, but World War II, like it's not, not as much a thing should, like World no. War I and World War II, but you saw like a gradual decline. Like that used to be very common to get to, to learn German Yeah, uh, is like, you know, you take French in high school. Right. Or something like that. Used to, German used to be the, 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 option. the language, yeah. uh-huh. not Spanish.
0: Yeah. (laughs) You got to know Spanish
1: now, pretty much. Dude, so check this out. So Austin, Texas is named after this dude named Moses Austin,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: who, like, he made a deal. He was an American, Mm -hmm. made a deal with the Mexican government, and they were like, dude, we we really want Americans to migrate to Texas, Uh which they owned. Uh, Mexico had just declared independence in 1821 uh, from... uh, from Spain, mm-hmm. right? But they're like, we want you, you know, we want you guys to settle here. Don't bring any slaves. They brought five thousand slaves uh, in ten yeah. years. But they're, <laughs> they're like, we want you to settle here, and yeah, just don't bring slaves and be a Catholic. That was their two steps, right? right. But that what you like? Uh, did you read or listen to that book, Empire of the Summer Moon? No, it's uh, I heard about it on Joe Rogan. He had the author on. Yeah, when
0: G W. Yeah. No, the one him. I'm still st- stuck on now is Chaos. The one about the oh, CIA yeah, I and I Charles Manson. One. Kate Ashbery that's crazy man yeah have you read that book you listened to that one I, I know have, it's yeah. kind of getting off the no, subject no, no. No, from that's... that one but that's from deep ass shit and I was like have you seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood mm-hmm. yep well, that makes after you've read that book and, and heard that podcast, a lot of that shit is that they're doing really happened, except where they change it at the end. Mm-hmm. You know, where the they go into the wrong house and does the Quentin Tarantino spin on it, but like where they're really like tra- digging through trash and doing all that. Yeah. He's talking about all 100%. that in that book. That shit, that, that book is insane. Yeah, Tarantino did,
1: he did some nice nods to, I'll tell you another one that's really good, and I'll try and think, text you after this, that, mm. that will put, because I felt like this, I felt like chaos, you got all the way to the end, and mm. then I felt like he made some leaps on like the CIA connections. Uh-huh. I was like, yeah. eh, Like about chapter 11, I started being like, Texting my like histo- history mentors, being like, he got a better source for the CIA and drugs. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. But there is a great one called the Search for the Manchurian Candidate. That's. Oh. It's about seven, eight hours long, but it, it really highlights just the whole history of the CIA's involvement in that sort of shit. Oh wow! Right, and it's good. Oh yeah. Um, but damn, that was uh, I listened
0: to that one when I yeah. came
1: out, and I got t- turned on to from Joe Rogan's oh, podcast. Oh yeah, that's
0: right. I got t- I got. Well, I listened to the dude that did all the, that did the book. Mm-hmm. You know, it took him twenty years to do it, and then I was like, and you're listening to that shit, and it's like. Like it's real deal. I mean, it, it, it was it was it's kind. It was really fascinating to, the the shit that goes on that people have no idea. Yeah, that 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 the government's playing around with, and then you're blaming it on some hippie dude that's been manipulated through, through all mind control mm-hmm. shit or who knows what's going on,
1: man. Uh, so with that, uh, the Texas thing, uh-huh. right? Like, what got us there is. Uh the governments, the Mexican government was like, migrate here, please, mm-hmm. because if you guys form this line here of white settlement, the Comanches will stop raiding us uh-huh. right like that was the whole like the whole reason right. white settlement began to happen in Texas, and then Texas declares a has a revolution yeah, learn how to shoot
0: off the, the gun off the horse uh, the, yeah. they learn how to shoot the, they instead of getting off the horse, they started shooting on mm-hmm. the horse yeah. I, I'd heard that on the Rogan thing too that's what changed the game the Texas that's where the the foundation of the range like uh, yeah. the the word ranger
1: mm-hmm. comes from that yeah. like and it was it was the it was the repeating rifle that uh, that changed, changed everything yeah. but dude the Comanches that Empire of the Summer Moons about the last and he was a half breed Comanche war chief Named Quana Parker. He was in fucking Teddy Roosevelt's parades and oh, shit. Oh, Right? But do um, you ever see that John Wayne movie, The Searchers?
0: Uh-uh. Nothing I don't know It
1: came out in like 67, maybe 69, something like that. Um, 60s. Mm-hmm. But it's, a, it's loosely based on like what happens in the beginning. This dude who's like fought in the Civil War, um, they're in Texas, and his niece gets kidnapped. Mm-hmm and that is quiana parker's mom. Oh no. Right? Like gets kidnapped, is gone for like years, has a kid with the Comanche war chief and then they get her back. Oh, wow. And she goes back and and lives in in the white world. No, and she wants
0: to go to don't you and, and she, she wants to, wants to, to go, go back. back. I heard yeah, it. I heard dude. That I shit. bet I you I bet you watch that episode. Yeah, yeah, I have. Yeah, I have. And she was wanting to go back to mm-hmm. the Indians. wanting to go back to to be part of the to the tribe, up, or whatever. Her
1: and her daughter, I think, ended up dying of the flu, mm. right? Mm. Yeah, something like that. But yeah, that's crazy, oh, yeah, dude. I'm, I'm gonna that'll be one. I when I first started this 100 book goal mm-hmm. uh, last December, that was one of the first five books I listened to. was Empire of the Summer Man, uh-huh. right? And uh, I was blown away by it. And I will re-listen to because I'm fascinated by the Comanches. Yeah, that. yeah, they're
0: they're a, hardcore.
1: I mean, they would go from like where we're talking about in uh, like South Texas. To Colorado. Oh yeah, like they—that was like their the Southern Plains is where they would just
0: yeah. flourish. Yeah, and they and they were hardcore, hardcore. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't play no games. They type. would uh, they would carry like like
1: intestines around their yeah. uh neck and ride. like they were very dirty. Yeah, like uh, and they would like suck out the intestine. Ugh. Like, while they were riding, oh, like, awful. they'd like, Oh, yeah, my horse died. Let me oh, get yeah, their intestines oh. out.
0: Horrible, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. It's uh, man, that's that's the sort of shit I love about history. That I, I want to do it. Uh, I got a historian that's uh, sort of a specialty in this, he's a PhD oh, so out of, of is that,
0: Was that what you got your uh, degree in history? Yeah,
1: master, I just have a master's, I'm a PhD, oh. and I'll probably never get one, yeah. truth be told, but um. That, and I teach at the College of Moralton. Yeah, I know right? you did
0: that. How often do you do you still, Are you doing that now? Uh, that... Well, we're out right now yeah. until
1: like January 5th. Yeah. And then now I'm, you know, I will say like tech is really struggling financially. Yeah, They either, they basically bought 34 people into early retirement to oh, save money, oh, right? And so I never had a prospect or a shot at getting a job over there. Having a master's degree, even though like a real good friend of mine, been on the podcast a couple times, journalism professor, has his own podcast. He only has a master's. Mm-hmm. Uh, Neil Harrington, the dude who painted, uh, he hand drew that Arkansas Travel rendition and those oh. fucking disco shit kickers right oh. there, his boots. Yeah. He's a local artist. He's in a band. Yeah. He only has a master's. Yeah. Runs the art gallery. So like uh, one of my professors, best professor I ever had, only had a master's. But tech has been like so like PhD required yeah. for the last probably eight or ten years but i think like if i ever had a chance to get in like literally like four historians are out now oh wow and so i was just talking to somebody right before you got here it was another guy that has a master's uh-huh. and i'm like dude are we gonna throw our name in that out oh uh, yeah because yeah. man i got a 30 minute commute uh-huh. it's not terrible but the campus i work on they're not it's teaching my first online class this semester all oh, wow. right They have, literally this is not an exaggeration, they make us hold more mandatory office hours, only 15, Mm -hmm. than any other institution in the state. How do I know this? Because I called all the fucking institutions and I said, hey, I'm doing a project uh, to see how many hours professors, office hours professors are there. And like I got from like zero to the max being 10, tech holds six, UCA holds four. four. All the other community colleges that are UA affiliated like us hold 10. Um, Nwac and Bentonville holds uh, none, okay. right? Uh, so that's a like our campus. Like, oh, you teach fifteen hours of class, uh-huh. so you got to be in your office fifteen hours. Oh no, right? So at first they were like, oh, "All right, you teaching six classes for us?" Now it's like when I got in, they had they had bought some dude into early retirement. they had been there forever, made a bunch of money. Yeah replaced them, replaced them with me, and pay me like forty thousand dollars less. You know? Right. But they're like, you got to teach this schedule this first year because it's already made. Mm-hmm. You know. And I was just, they made me hold eighteen office hours because I was teaching six classes. We've got two out of three new bosses mm-hmm. in, since I've been working there a couple years, uh, three years. And uh now they're finally like, why the fuck aren't we doing online classes? Like, you got to teach online classes. Like, get him teaching online classes. Like, when yeah. we had cut the COVID shut down, like, my one boss, she's she's an older lady, right, in her sixties, and she was like, like, sits me down, like, Brian, are you gonna are you gonna be good with you know teaching you know um, at distance? And I was like, so what you're saying you want me to come here Uh in the studio that I have that's got $10,000 worth of shit that I've been putting together for three years you Uh want me to teach there instead and not drive here Uh and she's like yeah and I was like no problem
0: hell yeah no no problem I was like I've been planning for this so you're teaching it out of here yeah hell yeah that's that's a lot better
1: that's what I did in like when Cora got COVID and I was in quarantine. Yeah. We had to close the gym down. So I, was, like, I had two negative tests. I just came in here yeah. and taught. Like, that, was, that was a nicety. They didn't make me um, log, uh, leave. Uh-huh. Right, I didn't have to say, all right, I'm not going to be here these hours. They're like, as long as you log in and teach your class, uh-huh. like, they log in too. It's like I'm live streaming my classes anyway. It's like a formality to even go down there. Right. Um, they're like, as long as you do that, you don't have to file any leave. So I was able to hold on to all my sick hours and all like everything I acquired. Oh yeah. And yeah. So I mean, it's, I have amazing benefits retirement, but dude, it it, it is a challenge working at an institution.
0: Oh, I can imagine,
1: you know, like it's, we're not a, we're community college. So they're not like literally like I basically got told recently, they're like, we don't pay you to fucking research. Mm -hmm. Like, that was a real conversation I had, oh, really? and I was like, "How well, you expect me to teach? What this am shit? I
0: supposed to do then? Hell, that's, that's my job. I'm a teacher. That's- yeah,
1: I mean, in a historian, I'm like, I had to. Right. I was like, I have to research this stuff. I have to go to these conferences. I have to do the same. Well, we don't require any of that, right?" Well, that has nothing to do with this.
0: I want to be good and, and be the best I can be. Then I need to fucking be doing research.
1: Probably why you were and you may just be competitive, but like while you were going to meet, so like being involved with the, the culture of powerlifting right. or whatever, oh, yeah. it, fitness. Oh, yeah. Abroad, like in the state, like yeah. I want to be a part of this history association. Oh, yeah. I want or to be go. there
0: to support whoever, or just be a part of that energy, and you know, or I'm part of Blackstone Labs. I want to be out promoting mm-hmm. and building a brand, or, or supporting other people that's involved in it. You know what I mean? Hundred uh, percent. Yeah, but that's shit. Being able to do that here, that's that's perfect. Yeah,
1: man. Long long term, I don't know. I'm, I'm still. I've been doing this three years, and I don't know if I'm gonna retire from. Like, I don't know if I will stay in long enough to retire. Yeah, because well, like you're we're about f- teaching. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're fire sale. Like, I mean, it's literally like another forty k of expendable income because mm-hmm. the gym does great. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of employees. We we'll pay a lot of people, but still, we have three hundred twenty-five members. Uh-huh. So, I have just all the time. Anytime I have some stupid
0: conversation with one of my
1: bosses, mm-hmm. I'm like. I don't know if I'm going to do this.
0: Yeah. Uh, the, the way I believe and uh, you know the the my ultimate goal is to have residual income and to travel the world and make money while I'm in Switzerland or to make money while I'm in fucking Kathmandu. You you know what I mean? That 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 is my ultimate goal to do cuz my passion I have a passion in music. Traveling uh, And and Fucking Lifting weight Bodybuilding I love I love to train I don't care about competing I love to train And uh, I love to travel And meet new people And cultures And uh, uh, I'm gonna put my position myself in a position in the future where i'm able to do that because that's all i want to do man that's and i and i teach that to my daughter like i take my daughter i don't buy presents i take her on trips Mm -hmm. and she can see how other people live and guarantee that she not be a redneck because her mind is going to be expanded because she's seen a bunch of other shit you know instead of just confederate flags and the Trump 2020 you know and all that shit if
1: you guys drive to Branson you're going to be going through the oh, heart I'll of the confederacy me. dude I've <laughs> been up
0: there believe me already, I've been up there before I, I drove know. to Mina
1: a couple weeks ago yeah. taught a seminar up there Yeah,
0: and uh, I I was like oh man it's, it's worse than driving oh, to Branson oh yeah, shit I took I like the year before last I took her to New York City for Christmas went to St. Louis last year this year not really doing nothing but because of the way she is set up but uh man, I just want to just travel and find something that kind of coincides with that and whatever that may be. I believe that will attract whether I save up and invest in something mm-hmm. or or whatever. But ultimately, that's what I'm gonna do. Or right? I'm just traveling and. Man, I think that I think that's super doable for you with
1: fitness, mm-hmm. based off my limited. I mean, some friends of mine own this gym that I. I mentioned a couple of times mm-hmm. and that wasn't where i trained at mm-hmm. they're 24 hour but like and it bothers me a little bit like i go in there like they're hardly ever there they're raising two kids like yeah. uh, they got a guy that's there from like nine to three or something but like quite literally, like the trash always needs fucking change and shit so but they're they're off doing other shit yeah you know like they're it's like almost i mean it literally is passive income for them yeah you know but I I had that really going, and then I started teaching. It does kind of detain me, like we've been talking about. It's like I could still go do shit, but I would say, man, going to, like, the panic shows and then, like, feeling obligated to go teach us yeah. history in arkansas and shit right right monday morning at 8 a.m like dude i feel like i remember one of the panic shows i was recovering big mm-hmm. time dude i was sitting in my office texting core being like i don't feel right like i'm fucked
0: i don't up. even know if i like, am be able to go out this <laughs> yeah i, I was just like i don't know yeah.
1: how i'm about to teach this class i'll just yeah. sit here i don't know how i'm gonna stay here till two like I was uh, oh yeah writhing in my own skin uh, oh yeah but man it'll it all that travel because what we do is i I just need to call into work every time. But what we'd do is we'd leave on Friday after I gone off, mm-hmm. or maybe Thursday. I'd call in on Friday. Yeah. We'd hit those three shows. You know how it oh, is, dude. Yeah. And just have a have a grand fucking time. And then you come back, and I would just like. Yeah having this really dude I mean getting to teach history is like the dream thing yeah right like if I could do uh, in a company with this if you stripped out all the bullshit it would be like oh wow yeah that's why like long term I really want to leverage a podcast right into like something like a hardcore history of like history is much more of a component of what I do with the podcast right not for a university. Yeah. Right? Like, that's where I think I'm going to have the ultimate freedom. That's the long
0: term. Yeah. What where where you're independently and you can do what you want to do because mm-hmm. ultimately, independently is I work for me. You, you know what I mean? In some capacity where I can where I set my own hours and I do what I want to do ultimately and I can put myself in my, that position. Anybody can if they want to, uh, uh, bad enough. You know what I mean? And, uh, like I, that's just what I want to do. What what model would you go with if you let's say you were to own a
1: f- fitness facility, uh, whether it was mixed, they had machines, uh, free weights, whatever.
0: It, it would it it would have uh you know uh, the top gym equipment basically, but I'd also have a spot where people could come in and do like. Martial arts, somebody teach martial arts or MMA, shit like that, because mm-hmm. that's big, and have somebody that does the Zumba, because you have the the group yeah. of ladies that do that. that, do that. So, uh, but you know, I, I, I'd have I'd have a, a gym that was set up for bodybuilding friendly and powerlifting, and that also that would cater to group to, class, yeah, group classes and anything like that. And I'd be the one running the motherfucker because my work ethic. Is it, I'm there all day long. What do you uh, think about the, the 24 hour model? Uh, I, I like it. I like it. It's just, uh, uh, I mean, you almost got to have a 24 hour thing now. It's just uh, the upkeep of it. You got to make mm. sure it stays clean. You exactly. know what I'm saying? That's that's the big thing. And ours always stayed pretty clean, pretty much. I mean, we'd have some minor stuff, but nothing major. But uh, if I when people ask me about personal training them now so well, yeah I'll, i will probably again one day but i'm going to be the one owning it it's not going to be somebody else's that doesn't have the same work ethic or want to be here and if you want to be just a family person and stay at home and that's that's fine but i mean you're not on the same wavelength mm-hmm. i want to be the best i want to be the best there is that you know if i'm running gym i want to be the number one gym You know what I mean? 100%. I mean, that's
1: that's, uh, Bro, that mindset is what got me the success I have. Uh, That and having someone like Cora that is – I mean, we butt heads on things, but, like, ultimately, we're of the same mindset and and have the same vision and goals. And, like, dude, now at this stage of the game – Versus like five years ago Five years ago She was still figuring it out yeah. She was like Three or four years in She's like Yeah okay Building confidence Like didn't have the Like she's a black yeah. belt in jiu-jitsu now She has that confidence Right right But still like uh, What she does with the kids And with the Fitness kickboxing,
0: mm-hmm.
1: It's on a whole other level Than anything I could ever achieve Yeah Right Like I, it was kind of like Yeah we need to do this Yeah But she's She made it something of substance you know, yeah. and, like, us
0: together, like, or our like, shared. Or she's naturally gifted at, at doing that. It's mm-hmm. just like I could tell a, a, cli- a client, I would tell a client, go talk to every personal trainer you know. Come to me last, and I will sell you every time. Because as soon as I start talking, you're going to feel the passion that I have and the love for that I have for what I do you're going to pick me every time. The price is not even going to be an issue. Mm-hmm. You're going to be buying cuz of me and like I'm going to have you so pumped up after talking to you, you're going to be like I can't wait to get in front of this motherfucker. You know what I mean? And that that's and and that's just yeah, Dude, and I, I will that. I will always pay more
1: for that. Yeah, absolutely. Sort of realism and I mean just that interaction like I want to know that you are all about your yeah, shit. Like yeah, no matter what yeah. you do,
0: if I'm going to fucking give you some of my hard-earned money, oh, yeah. like, I want you to be fucking passionate oh, yeah. like I am. You know? Immersed in, in it. Totally immersed. Because I, uh, I can tell you, I can go, like, I work out at 10 Fitness now in Cersei in and, and I watch, you know, they have a, I'm sure they have a certain uh, requirement they have to, to do to become a trainer there. But I watch them, and uh, I, I would not let them train in my gym if I owned one. You know, you wouldn't train in my gym. Uh, like that, uh, but I just uh, I would I would hold people to a different l- level of expectation, and uh, and I I don't know I just uh, I have a really a strong passion for doing that, dude. And I think we were or or I would I, if I went back into personal training, I would do it if someone owned a gym and I had total autonomy to do just pay my rent, leave me the fuck alone. Let me do my thing, and I'm a pro- I'm a I'm a promoter. I will promote your business. I will be on video acting. Stupid. I'm not. You know whatever, and promote my stuff. i pay my rent and as long as it's not anything that's offending nobody. Leave me the fuck alone and mm-hmm. let me train my my. I'm training sixty people a week. Yeah, you, you know what I mean. Oh, I, no, I would do fifty. Fifty-five was like the most I've ever done in one week. That's a lot of people. It is. oh uh, and, and leave me the fuck alone. You know what I mean? Uh, other than that, uh, that uh, I would have to own the place to do it. But I, I just there, I'd pay rent and still catch hell, do all, do all the work, and it just it fell apart.
1: Dude, I think owning it. Um, just based off our conversation today, like one thing, like people are always. I mean, we're about the third most successful gym in the state yeah. in terms of what we do right, right? like west side and little rock right. it's the same square footage as us but they have more members and then the northwest arkansas gym i was talking about uh-huh. but like people are constantly like gyms that are you know have a couple hundred less students than us so they're still successful man you have 125 students yeah. like let's say they all paid 99 bucks a month right like, you're fucking doing all right oh, yeah. you know but I'd be like how do you guys do this and like I try and give them this answer that like loops back to my values. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, you see in this instance, my coach was telling me to do this, but that didn't line up with how I fucking perceive the world. So right. I did this. Right. And I think that I made a bunch of decisions like that along the way that like I was able to maintain my, my like morals and values and right. in the, the, the sense of you're doing the right thing. Right. Like if you did it this way, that would be kind of fraud or that yeah, would be, exactly. it's not
0: it's not you like if when because if i told people how i really believed like uh spiritually and all that before they hired me they wouldn't hire me but once they got to know me in my values and whom i am I could tell them anything, and they didn't they, they, they wouldn't give a damn, you know what i 'm saying, yeah, yeah. I tell them how I really believe and all that they didn't care. they knew what kind of person I was so so none of that even mattered anymore once they knew who I was it didn 't matter if I was a Christian or Muslim it didn 't matter. they knew what I stood for and how I was and how I treated people, and i was uh uh I had changed their life or their child's life or or et cetera They didn't matter mm-hmm. uh. And that's in Cersei and Circe's like a cult town, so
1: well man, like I think that uh you know the, the for example, the guy that I know that just passed away mm-hmm. seventy five years old did he would he would bring up like King James Bible periodically, mm-hmm. but he would also talk about Buddhism yeah. and taoism yeah and yeah. and I always had kind of a little bit of a hard time. Wrapping my mind around what he truly believed because he was like, You look into this wheel of time Buddha, like, Mm -hmm. look in Shabbat. He would give me all these things to go like Eastern philosophies. Mm -hmm. And and it's like things that people that read the King James Version of the Bible probably wouldn't get into. Hell no, you know, not not, not at all. (laughs) But why not, you know, like, why not have it all? Like, what I kind of chalked it up to is like, you know, the values. Of the associated with the life of Jesus, Mm -hmm. or you could just say the ethics and the morals of Judaism aside from the don't eat pork and cut your penis off. Oh yeah,
0: all that shit. But
1: like, I mean, that's there's. I think that there's value to that. It's like, like I really like. I mean, Jewish some Jewish people I know like, but. Getting more into Judaism, like being raised Christian and like looping back and like doing a pretty deep look at Judaism. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you fuckers, kind of, you got it, your heads wrapped around this shit right. a little bit
0: more than uh, the Christians uh, do. Uh, oh, yeah. Considering a, they
1: ripped off the first half of right. y'all's religion. Uh, oh, yeah.
0: They, uh, they just stole your book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. It's uh, one, too. Like, I always,
1: I get them with this. I get all the Christian folks with this in my World Civ class. Mm-hmm. I, I give them a 10 question quiz at the Mm -hmm. beginning it's a pre-test and it's like who crucified Jesus Mm -hmm. that's one of the questions and everybody says the Jews fucking everybody and I'm like well did they stone him to death because that was the penalty of death under Jewish law right so it's like they crucified him. Let's look up here. Who crucified is the death penalty? The fucking Romans. Romans, yeah.
0: And Pontius Pilate, motherfuckers, yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? I, but yeah. well,
1: the Jews are yelling
0: uh, at, at the thing. Uh, and uh, I'm yeah. like,
1: so you think they just put people to death in the ancient Roman world based off crowd yelling? Uh,
0: right. Crowd but noise.
1: It, it, you get into the thing, it's like, Well, this was written at this many years later when there was a Jewish revolt going on. Mm-hmm.
0: It's fucking Oh yeah, and then it gets changed and in uh uh all humans are subject to lying and all that so they can write anything and and you don't know what's true or not true you know time it gets filtered down from thousands and thousands of years and all the all the the variations of the original I think the oldest bibles in a in a british uh museum for i think and there's over 15,000 inconsistencies with mm-hmm. that Bible. You've seen that Sam Harris project where he makes all of the – well, it's
1: a little different. He loops on a – like it, it charts Old Testament, New Testament, and it goes it goes inconsistencies Old Testament to Old Testament. No, I don't know if I've New seen Testament. that, but and I'm the, a Sam Harris fan. But, I dude, got... it's like the graph. Uh-huh. It looks like you know how like uh, nuclear war models. I have like the the rockets going on, but like there's so many lines that go over, and every line represents an inconsistency. I mean, the
0: thousands. Yeah, see, you couldn't you couldn't tell that to some people they'd get mad. They don't want to. They wouldn't want to hear that because anything that's making causing them to question their what they've been taught, they want to get mad when that when they have nothing else. No, nothing intelligent to back it up with, or no facts, so they want to get mad. I was,
1: uh, I don't even listen to radio very much, I was listening to, uh, Corey and Patrick the other morning, mm-hmm. and they were joking around like the Church of Satan was offering some scholarship, oh, yes, and, I,
0: I, and you I, had to like write a poem. And they're yeah. like, like
1: Patrick was like, "Are you fucking kidding me? Um, like Church of Satan, write a poem?" Like uh, he was just uh, like uh, riffing uh, on it. Oh uh, uh, yeah,
0: because like, like yesterday, uh, I was in I was in Memphis at my buddy's gym NBS, and uh, my one of my good friends was in there working out, and I had my friend with my daughter. I, my daughter knows my sense of humor, and I and I fucking did the. The pentagram and put six 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 on it and put it in this window you, you know what I'm saying, and just give them a because i i I've always made jokes about that naturally mm-hmm. uh, my whole life I'll even tell you the story that 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 uh where that all came about i was i was I was probably around six years old I was at vacation bible school and uh they told me uh you know we're getting saved. you know it was time doing the 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 altar call the altar fucking call we're gonna get saved now born again born again through the blood and all that shit and uh, I got you know and then I'm down there I'm like six years old and 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 they're doing all this they're doing this shit and I'm just like and, and something told me in my head at six years old This is the biggest bunch of bullshit I have ever fucking heard in my life. I mean, just naturally, it came to me that way in all my life. I'd never believed that. And I would try to because everybody around me was, but I always felt like I was a fraud for saying I believe that. And then finally I got to the point where I was, even in recovery, I think that hindered me because I could never truly let go and say, I can't handle the Christianity shit or any of that. And once I fully let go of that and comfortable with that and and not afraid to let anybody know regardless of who it is, and uh, uh, my life got better yeah. and I was comfortable with it. But since I was six years old, I had known that story just did not add up. I remember it like it was yesterday. Yeah, I was like, fuck it. It's just, cur- I've saved. Saved from what? You know, you know what I'm saying? I just didn't make no. It just didn't make sense to me, and uh-huh. didn't add up. Dude, let's let's break. Take a piss. So yeah, yeah. I, well,
1: I think I added you. Yeah. After that Pensacola show. Yeah. Cause like I like finally associate. I'm like, yeah, that's Chris Floyd right yeah. there. Like yeah, I think Colby y'all, was y'all, saying.
0: Y'all were right. Y'all were over there, right beside me. He was, he was handing me his pen, and I was. My other buddy was all out there, and we was having a good time. Yeah. yeah. The
1: man, I remember watching Jimmy play, uh, oh, driving song. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I picked up the components of how to play the song by watching him. Play oh, really? It. And Hell it, it yeah. Sort of blew me away. This is, its the first time I've ever seen, I've ever been, I been close enough. I was on the rail, I was Jimmy's side, and I was like, I know all the chords he's doing. Like, yeah. Oh, my God. Like, that's, that's that. And he just did this, this, and this. But I, I really want to get on Jimmy's side rail some more so yeah. I can watch. Like that's literally, usually,
0: that's usually where I'm at. On is on Jimmy's side or right in front of JB.
1: Man, how do people talk shit about that dude? It's never, it's <laughs> never Jimmy. Yeah. It's never set right with me. I've never understood it. I don't. I get people that have been fans of Panic, like, as long as
0: you. Yeah.
1: But for me, I came in. Jimmy's the only guitar player I ever yeah, saw. Like, Mikey was two guitar oh, players ago. And yeah. now I'm a huge Mikey
0: fan. Yeah. Well, yeah, I am, too. And people say, I miss Mikey. Well, I miss him, too. But, I mean, he's been dead for a long fucking time. Jimmy's been in the band uh, yeah. almost as long as Mikey Yeah, was. but how, how do you still, like, miss him that fucking much? You, you, you know what I'm saying? I, I mean, I miss him, too. But I don't, like, I miss Jerry Garcia, too, or whoever. I mean, I, I miss my grandpa, but yeah. I don't. He's been dead so long. I'm not gonna. You know, I'm not wrapped up in missing him like you. You're being too fucking dramatic. Yeah. You know what I mean. I think, and it's. I just. Uh, and when you take when you when you start that shit, you're taking yourself out of the moment of what's going on and not appreciate the fucking the band that's on the stage.
1: And to, for me, it's always been sort of the opposite like man when I when I see Jimmy play a song I know mm-hmm. is a Mikey song
0: mm-hmm. it's like more special
1: yeah I, I'm like I look at that dude and I think about how many like songs he must know from playing with the dead from Mikey and George's time with Panic uh, oh, yeah. and then his own music oh, yeah. and then Aquarium like just to know all the things that, that he may have floating around oh, yeah. and then to see him like play like I mean dozens and dozens of Hauser tunes I'm oh, yeah. like it blows me away.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. And uh and and you're well and not only it's even harder too when you step into a role of a band that has a following, like a, a widespread panic or a fish or a grateful dead that that their fans are fucking die hard and they will travel wherever wherever they say Set up to play. You could sit, panic set up next weekend and say they're playing fucking in Alaska. There'd be people booking trips to Alaska and be there next weekend. You know what I'm saying? And it'd probably be fucking sold out. It'd fucking uh, be a wild ass uh, lot, yeah, lot party. Hey, <laughs> cold motherfucker up there. But yeah.
1: I mean, you're right though. It's it, it is a very special unique community. Like people it's jam bands whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. I was not even plugged into that this was a thing. Like when Mike came on because mm-hmm. you, you told me to ask him about The Dead and like I was kind of mind blown that knowing a little bit about how much of The Dead he had seen but then he was no, talking no, he's to me on the He's seen the podcast. shitload Mike Handler? Yeah. Oh no he's yeah, he's he's seen like he's, a hundred thousand person yeah, show or something like
0: yeah, that. Yeah he's I'm, seen a shitload of fucking Dead shows and, uh, and and another dude that one of my one another good buddy of mine like he spent you know 10-12 years on the road with The Dead. Like mm-hmm. Every year, like really. I mean, they lived that life, and Andler was shit. He's seen some fucking a bunch of shows. I mean, he's he's been around for a while. Yeah, no. yeah, he
1: he was blowing my mind because I was like, I was really wanting to talk to him about that. Yeah, and like we got off on something else, and he goes. And that brings us to the Grateful Dead. Like it was like he oh, yeah. went back around to it. I was oh, yeah. like,
0: yeah, yeah, and, and that's like me. Everything that I do it always comes back from me to the Grateful Dead. I listen to Grateful Dead more than I do anything. Yeah. I listen to them every day. I don't. I don't. If Panic was torn and stuff, I'll get caught up in a hole, and that's I'll get ups, obsessed with just constantly listening to them. But I listen. I listen to the Grateful Dead every day. Yeah. Every day. Oh yeah. There's not a day that goes by that I don't.
1: You um you like the band? Huh? The band? Do I like the band? The band, the band, the band? The band? yeah. Yeah, hell oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: Oh yeah. Man, that's um I've gotten more and more into them over the last two or three years. Mm-hmm. But man, Levon Helm being from Arkansas. Oh yeah. That dude sing singing and playing the drums oh, off to yeah. the side this uh, in all the songs he does are the ones oh, yeah. I Oh, yeah,
0: he's a badass and like uh Little Feet. You ever heard of it? You like Little dude, Feet? There I haven't Colby is I need to get into it. Yeah, I've right never right.
1: really listened to all their shit You're I've lying. heard, but I never, like, did a deep dive. Uh, my chiropractor in Moralton, he's a neck specialist. Um, yeah. I see him once a month, and he is a huge little thief. Oh, really? Yeah. It's uh, And I need to get into him. I just really don't know where to start. Yeah. I know they've had a lot of uh, variations, yeah. but I know that also Panic has covered some of their shit, been inspired oh, yeah. by
0: him. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, they're in that. They're they're pretty much in that same genre as a jam. What a jam band would be, or but yeah, they're pretty good. Yeah, shit. I've been listening to some like Goose. You, you, you ever heard, listen to Goose? It's they're they're a, an up and coming jam band. They're pretty good. I, I don't even know where they're from. You seen Ups before? Uh-uh. No, uh, no have not. We had tickets to see them at George's. Majestic in yeah, yeah, Fayetteville yeah, yeah. I, I was supposed to I was going to go see them at the casino down at the Horseshoe or somewhere I, I just I just can't I can't get over that dude's voice yeah I, I can't handle his voice he reminds me of like
1: the junior high band teacher yeah you know, also
0: when I was yeah. And so I hadn't I've never seen him Uh, I I like some of their covers, but uh, so y'all didn't go see them live?
1: No, no, that was they got canceled because of COVID. We had, see, we had Roger Waters, Incubus, Humphreys. We were toying around with that Fish show. Cora had Alanis Moore set tickets. Um, We had two other shows that were like big shows
0: we wanted to go to. We lost five shows. I was just
1: like, oh, yeah.
0: Fuck. Yeah, it sucked, man. But hell, shit, I was supposed to go to Sedona, Arizona and. Vegas and Denver all through the summer, and I all that shit got put pushed to the side because of.
1: Have you had COVID? Huh? Have you no, had? No, but I've
0: been quarantined three times because of uh, being around people that's had it, or said the wrong thing in a doctor's office, like fever or some shit like that, and, and then you get tested, then you get COVID, and then you find out I go one place and they give you the fifteen minute test, but they don't tell you that that the. Uh, uh, the laboratory's backed up eight hours, so your 15 minute test is going to take about eight hours to find out for the 15 minutes. I yeah. had
1: two of those rapid yeah. tests. Both of them, fortunately, were negative. Like, oh, yeah. like that's what blows my mind, dude. I think, and I could be wrong, because, mm-hmm. like, dude, it's this deep in the pandemic. My parents have just got it. Uh, like, they have it right now. Yeah. But there's tons of people I know that are just getting it for the first time. Mm-hmm. And I've, like, was around Cora. So, like, my theory is that there are different. Strains or strands of this. Well,
0: yeah, I just heard it on the news ye- this morning or yesterday that there was a new new strain of it that was affecting kids differently now. That there's a new COVID, you know what I mean? So I, I just heard something like that. But I don't know if it was yesterday or this morning, but
1: I, that somebody was saying something about that. You know, uh, uh, last night in the gym, but a couple weeks ago on the podcast someone was breaking down like this is the strain they have in europe this is a strain yeah it was it, some, like it was broke some, down it how it, it went was, where yeah,
0: it was something like that yeah that uh yeah there's different strains of it and so i just wonder if the strain cora
1: got i either have some immunity to but maybe the strain that my dad has i don't and yeah. I, I don't know if that's it but you know viruses I'm not trying to say, like, I always say this when I say this theory. I'm not trying to say COVID's like the flu. Yeah. But it is like the flu in this. Uh Three years ago, I got the flu. First time I've had it since I was an adult that I can remember. Super rough on me. Almost went to hospital. Damn. Um, Cora let me sit on the couch and, like, dehydrate for, like, a whole day. Like, Mm -hmm. was like, you got a man cold. And then, like, that that night after about 24 hours, like, my fever was just busting, man. And she was like starting to get freaked uh, out about yeah. it. And, but she didn't get it. She took care of me every day after that, after she realized I was dying. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and she didn't get it. And that blows my mind. Like, when she had COVID, I was like, all up in her. You yeah. know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, like, we've yeah, been, we've actually yeah. been trying to have kids since April, right. right? And she was like, having COVID, being like, y- you going to make a deposit or what? Right, you know, I was right. like... uh. Yeah. Like, come on Let's, Let's do get it. it over with. I mean, that that was kind of um, kind of where I was with it. Because, I mean, dude, you can't, like, people be like,
0: oh, she needs to stay in the bedroom and you need to stay in. The-. I'm like, my that ain't going to fucking you work. Stay, you stay in your bedroom. Yeah. i do what we do at my house. You do what you do at your house. <laughs> yeah. Uh, man, that's,
1: I'll say, this whole pandemic, the thing that has bothered me the most, and not, not necessarily as long the same line as virtue signaling, but is like, hey, Chris, I need, you need to live this way, okay? Yeah. Yeah. You, you need you, you yeah. don't think this way about the co about this yeah. about that. Yeah. Like this has just been a year of everybody telling everybody yeah. else how to live, and
0: I'm the opposite person to try to tell that too. Because I, I, I mean, I am too. I am not that person, and I will. <laughs> I'm not that person to the
1: point where, like, so many times I've wanted to get on social media and rant about it or something but you know what that is mm-hmm. the hypocrisy hypocrisy of me telling people how to live oh, yeah. by telling them to stop r- telling r- me how r- to live yeah,
0: right. yeah yeah it's just yeah it is the same thing kinda and uh but, yeah, telling me what to do and how to live and all that, that doesn't really work for me and what what I need to do or ch- what church I need to be a part of. And, church of Christ, man. Oh, yeah, you're from yeah, Sochi, yeah, yeah. dude. Yeah, I'm too. I don't well. you know if they're listening. But I, 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 don't, I just don't, Uh. Yeah. you know, one man, I remember at, uh, a time a, a guy came into our gym and he was asking, he was a preacher and he's checking out the gym. Then he started getting into my business asking me about, Jesus and all this stuff and if I died today do I know, do I know, do I know? It's like Yeah, I do know. And I'm ready to go right now if I if I have to. You know, it's it's none of your fucking business. Number one witness
1: scene's weird to me. Yeah, dude.
0: Number one, it's none of your business what I believe. We're here to talk about a gym. And uh and then after I told him that uh I, I'm ready to go right now. I'm not I don't fear death. I, I honestly I don't. I went through I went through a DMT experience that ridded me of any of those kind of fears, and I have no fear of that, and when that day comes, I feel like it will be a relief, and I will be able to flow on and catch the next wave. The next energy is just going to keep flowing. And I went through an experience that I believe 100% that I, if I not walked out there and got him, I, no fear. Only thing I, I want to see my daughter grow up, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I have no fear at all. Man, uh, I'll tell you about a, a DMT experience
1: I had, <laughs> which kind of wrap it up into some of the shit we talked about. But two Nashville's ago, not the Ryman show, but uh-huh. the Nashville before that, yeah. super insane screen shows. Uh, yeah. Uh, we we did, did some when we got back to our B and B after the show, and it was not one. And it was it was the last time I did it. As yeah. a matter of fact, but yeah, I, I had. The this is mo- the last time I did it. Actually, the the most intense. <laughs> and It is about the tenth time I've done it. The most intense experience. Here's how I describe it to people. Um, when I when I blasted, I. Uh, I started seeing people that I could only say it was like I was in a time-lapse mm-hmm. you know like literally like the world was going by like you would just see a time-lapse mm-hmm. like you see like the Sun set and rise set, and rise, oh, set yeah. and rise set and rise set and rise set and rise like life in the world was literally moving past me at a constant rate and then I started seeing people that I would say like are responsible for my current state of consciousness my philosophy professor uh-huh. this mentor of mine that just passed away my one of my best buddies mike uh-huh. my dad like people did it like pass their con like uh, their played ideas a, played a big role dead, in your life man, like literally but i saw them like i would like focus in on them everything else would be moving and then they would deteriorate to dust uh-huh. like i was like seeing them die essentially and uh I've been thinking about this a lot lately because this guy just passed away uh-huh. and my philosophy professor has pancreatic cancer. Which uh-huh. um, is
0: the worst one you can get, just about. Yeah. yeah which that's what Mikey had was yeah. pancreatic.
1: Uh, fucking Patrick Swayze out oh, yeah. oh, yeah. It's, uh, but man, that was, uh, just a real intense experience in which I walked away from looking at things a lot differently, yeah. right? It was just, uh, it was like being—I just like described it. It was like being stuck in a time lapse in which I saw everybody I cared about. That was a—it was interesting too because there were no females. Yeah. But it was—it was like <laughs> it was like the strong yeah. male role models right. in my life, the mentors, and like I saw—I saw them just go away, just disappear into into nothingness. Yeah, yeah. ashes to
0: ashes, dust to dust. Yeah, yeah. It was—it
1: was wild, and like I—I I, I will say, like I got out of it, and uh, I was just like. I'm not going to do that stuff for a while.
0: Yeah, no. I, got like I said, uh, you, you. When once you get the message, you put the phone down. And I, and uh, I, I got the message on the last time that I did it, <clears throat> and uh, and it it took away my my fear, my fear of death. I have no, like I just no no fear at all. I think it it, it will be a, a relief uh, from a lot of things that go on in this life that won't be in the next life and uh shit the last time that I did it I had some uh, something come around like a poltergeist that would come and grab my ear or touch my ear and brush it and then take off running come around What's Terrence McKenna no, no, call those and take off running tykes huh
1: mckenna like calls those tykes
0: tykes yeah i mean this i mean it, it was I'd be in my recliner and walk around and, and I could feel it my brush my hair and then scrape my ear and then take off running and you could it'd be go so fast you couldn't even couldn't even fucking see it. I mean that's how fast. But I mean, I was like, well, this shit is insane. And then uh, I had some other shit that happened. And I was like, just uh, let me know had- that everything was gonna be okay no matter what. One of the weirder ones I had, was
1: one of the first ones, was with. um uh, It's like there was a narrator, Uh which I would say like maybe is what McKenna describes one of these takes. But Uh it was uh, also like people, just like the the whole flow of how the experience went. People sometimes report seeing a jester type figure. Uh I didn't. I
0: seen a bull. I seen a bull that looked like the fucking the the red the Chicago bull mascot come right straight into my face. And one of my best friends sees the same exact same fucking thing you know, the first time i
1: i did it i saw thoth the ibis-headed god of egypt <laughs> yeah. what's what's wild is like okay well, let's go back to the ancient world you know what was deified in almost all cultures fucking bull yeah like the philistines yeah. fucking worship the bull. bull the phoenicians they worship the oh, yeah. oh yeah um and i've had different theories on that like it was um you know, it was central to their food supply and, and right. dairy and, and just different shit, meat, like they sack. I got different ideas about it, but also, like, you get into, like, Graham Hancock and shit. It's like, yeah. what are these archetypal experiences? Like, what do they mean? Like, why, how How are you and I going to have the same fucking, like, I called right. my buddy Nate, and I was like, dude, I saw the ibis-headed God. Like, uh-huh. and he's like, oh, yeah, I've seen him, too. Yeah, and I'm like, how is that? But. Thoth is the archetypal representation, according to many, of uh, the sage archetype, uh-huh. right? Which is like basically a sage is like somebody who is into history and writing, right. and philosophy, like all this shit I'm into. hundred yeah. percent. Right. right. So I'm like, maybe people that are sages in in the archetypal sense. Uh-huh. If you you know, if you fit a human being into that category, like Carl Jung's like everybody's fits in an archetype. R- right you know it's like is that why you know but i've i've said like had different experiences but the narrator gesture whatever it was it was like constantly hey look at this
0: hmm. hey what over here well, what I've, had that, I've had that. that i've had that same shit happen to me too like hey, hey. Like, like i'm the whispering in my ear and shit and i'm like what the fuck
1: yeah it's crazy yeah I'll say another thing I saw that I think is like an archetypal type of thing. Like it, it seems like a weird thing to say, but where do the fucking shapes from playing cards come from?
0: Huh? What, 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 are, you, what are you talking about? Like the like hearts, the, clubs, the, oh, yeah, the spades, yeah, yeah, diamonds, right, right? Right.
1: I've seen those uh-huh. in in an experience, and uh, I saw them like matrix code. Mm-hmm. Like just like it was. It was wild, and I was like. That and other geometric shapes that are not naturally occurring right. in the universe—not just pyramids, that's a common one—yeah, but um, uh, keyholes, yeah, right, yeah. like things that literally are shapes that don't exist in the natural world. How do how did they come into the natural world? Right. Like, so I have some theories about that. Yeah. And it's like it can't. We can't. I don't think we should or can taboo the fact that like it you Know, like Graham Hancock is controversial for making the statements I'm making right now. So. Oh,
0: yeah, oh, yeah, and also talking about the sphinx and with the water, the water marks coming yeah, off yeah. of them. And all. I, yeah, I got one of his books I've been listening to. I, yeah, I got uh, Shit, where are
1: they? Yeah, three yeah. or four of his books yeah. right down here. I loaned a couple of them out, but yeah.
0: uh, I've, I'm
1: almost done with America before I have a few hours left, yeah. on, but um i mean he makes some interesting points but it's just like uh anybody like the the smartest dude uh, in the world iq wise gets no r- respect or credibility because he has a year and a half college yeah <laughs> you know yeah, what i'm right. saying and it's like honestly i was talking to my one of my professors that trains here is a black belt and it's like i was telling him like dude the shit i have learned since i got out of college pales in comparison like yeah I mean, it's fucking not even like that. Degree don't mean shit. Oh hell no, hell you know? no, like, hell no. I, I mean, it taught me a lot. Yeah, I am successful. I think because of my educational background, in a way, like. I,
0: but man, it's this learn more through life experiences and hands-on type stuff. I and, think
1: it taught me how to learn. Right. I think I didn't learn. I didn't know how to learn or have confidence to to be a learner until I got really through college. Like that, like. Was the platform development for me? Not high school, right? I was actually homeschooled to eighth oh, grade.
0: Oh, damn! Yeah, yeah I was kind of weird. Shit, high school, hell, I got all kind of trouble. Mm-hmm. In did school. You play football? I did it until ninth grade. Then played baseball, and then I got into drugs and got sent to rehab at sixteen, and got arrested, and yeah, I had a, I was a, a rebellious teenager. So,
1: quick personal question: Like, how have you? Um, has it been a struggle for you to maintain, uh, like the the lifestyle of not going back to some of the addiction and, mm. and like some of that? Like what no. what 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 keeps you from relapsing? Like you, do you, are there meetings? Like how? Well, you yeah.
0: Well, I, I I hang out. My primary my primary uh, people that, that are in my life are in recovery, primarily, or they just smoke weed or something like that. Uh, or, or psychedelics. Uh, I don't. I, I don't even. I don't drink. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll do the weed and uh, some psychedelics. And then I have friends that are completely clean. Technically, that's not completely clean. But once I re. I, and I didn't even do that until seven. Until last year. Get back. Once I felt that I had evolved enough, and I was ready to try to get back into a psychedelic where it would benefit me. Yeah. And the first one I did changed my whole life. It took you probably further away oh, from but, that shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it did. It took me further away from it. And I've no, and and I've been sick and all this shit and depressed over the... Never had an inclination... Never was inclined to want to shoot dope or go back to dope or any of that or drink or any of that stuff. So, I mean, I just keep myself around people that are that are uh, on the same playing field that i that i'm in and have the same type goals and uh you know outlook on life that i do you know what i'm saying uh i don't hang around any negativity i don't even if you're even negative on my facebook you you're fucking gone man it's that's what this year has been such a challenge
1: because i've had to cut out a fuck ton of people yeah right i cut out so many people initially my first few months of like well really after the george floyd shit yeah. got rolling like just it's been a divisive year i've been telling people not since 1968 in this country yeah. have we had a more divisive year have we had sustained
0: riots and protests than this, this one than this past year yeah. since dude was in the office yeah mm-hmm. and, and and if you think that that like dividing the country uh if you're if you're that's what i would try to tell my daughter because my daughter's only 10 and and her parent her grandparents my ex-in-laws they're all confederate flag and whatever so she's just repeating what they say so, but you're 10. i already know you're i can already tell your intuition is like mine you question everything i already I already don't she knows i don't i'm not a christian uh, in all how I believe and, and why, and, I, and as she gets older, I explain a little bit more that so she can understand it. But I already know by my daughter's the her the her in by her intellect that she's not going to go that direction just because of the way she is. And uh, and I tell I tell her exactly how I believe and why I believe that, and and uh, that's not saying other people are wrong or or whatever, but. uh and she would talk about Trump, and I would say, "Well, all he talks is division. I have have you ever heard him say bring anything about love or bringing people together? Never. So when you when you hear that when you when you hear that type of shit, they're not talking about bringing people together. Then then uh, then all that does is breed hate, discontent, uh, all that, and that's and that just divides the country, and that's never going to be healthy. Mean. So some
1: and i I don't i don't know if this is a super quantifiable statement but somebody said something a few months ago while all this was going on they're like trump is the first president that has not tried to to bring the country together since like the civil war like that has just been like nope like we're not even gonna fucking talk about it as a matter of fact we're gonna say the opposite oh yeah right and man it's uh it's been a trying time like the bit one of the bigger struggles for me is like trying to so there's just people I don't give a fuck about yeah right and like get the fuck off my page get yeah. the fuck out of my All life right and then there's people that I fucking sincerely love Like oh, your, yeah like your, like your your daughter with her grandparents like yeah. it's like how do I reconcile the fact that this person doesn't believe racism exists like I had somebody tell me that, and I was like, "And this is somebody, I where love." Where the fuck are you
0: from? Are you from an all-white town? Like, like, yeah, yeah you know, because you, you probably are then. Mm-hmm. Just like, like, uh, uh in Cersei there's no hood. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's the the the. I'll, I'll I'll explain it like this to part like in in to people in Memphis, where I'm from. The, the inequality, social inequality is big time from oh, black yeah. and white. Yeah. And the black people, the black, black culture is totally different in Memphis than the white. And you don't see much interracial mixing in that bigger city because of that, as you do per capita. Now, you know, it's bigger. Memphis is bigger. But per capita, you're going to see more interracial stuff in a place like Cersei. One, my theory is because they're more exotic. There's not as many of them, Mm -hmm. I think. But the the income equality is more on an even keel. You know what I'm saying? Where it's two totally different cultures. And they're taught to hate fucking white people in Memphis. It's just the way it is. It's just night and day. So you're not going to see as much interracial stuff there. Per capita, as you would in a place like Cersei or these small towns. Yeah, yeah,
1: I mean, like I remember, there's about half a dozen people, color or so, that were either above or around me in school when mm-hmm. I was coming up. Uh, the town that my dad grew up in, the town I just thought that seminar and Mina were sundown towns, mm-hmm. which means
0: yeah, when the sun's uh, down, y'all ask yeah, better. There to would go. literally
1: be a sign. Like yeah. my dad said, he remembered being eight years old, so this would have been. This would have been after, I mean, shit, that would have been the year that Martin Luther King yeah. was assassinated, 68, like he was eight years born in 60, yeah. seeing a sign in Hartman that said, you know, N-Bomb, don't let the sun set on your back oh, in Hartman, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. They still have that sign in Mina on in a museum or some shit. Right. But it's like, people always, uh, when I comment on race, uh-huh. race relations, I'm like, well, We've come this far since then. It's like, I can show you shit in 2013 Uh, uh, that would curl your fucking...
0: Yeah, I can can take you right now to Memphis and show you some areas where there ain't nothing evolved, hardly. You know what I mean? That they fucking can't stand white people. You know what I mean? And vice versa. I mean, I guess it's probably like that in any town, but uh, it ain't evolved that much. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's made some progress, but it's still a lot more to be made.
1: Well, man, uh, the last couple of years, just, like the, just with the divisions going on and just like with where I'm at in life, I've learned a whole lot about I started teaching Arkansas history. Mm-hmm. So I had that class, and, mm-hmm. like, I know the guy that wrote the book, man. He's a great dude. I think I have the book in here. But um, I stopped by his house in Conway a couple of days ago, gave him. I, I had a – that's a famous Arkansas – painting it's a rendition of local artist called arkansas traveler you ever uh-uh. seen the original painting uh-uh. it's it's real famous in uh-uh. arkansas history it's a a guy going paul uh he is uh campaigning mm-hmm. and he finds a squatter that's in the territorial period and this guy's like moonshine and his kids are all fucking barefoot and it's oh, like yeah. the stereotypical image people have of arkansas right. hillbilly oh yeah you know and then it's like the the nice politician who's the opposite right right and then they uh there's a song there's a painting there's a tune there's all these different things with it but uh man learning about the guy that was my mentor that i still talk with helps with in my class he's the expert on civil war and reconstruction but really like man right from the civil war until um reconstruction ended mm-hmm. in the south there was improved racial relationships mm-hmm. Then what happened, particularly in Arkansas, when Reconstruction ended, former Confederates were allowed to vote. Uh We disenfranchised them from voting. Uh Then they were able to take back over. That's where you get the first Klan. And that's when you get Jim Crow laws and all this shit in the South and in the North, too. There's shit that went
0: wrong in the North as well. Absolutely.
1: Um, But, man, that is like broadened. There's a guy named C. Van Woodward. Mm-hmm. A great book called The Strange Career of Jim Crow. Mm-hmm. And his thesis is like from, you know, 65, 68, really, when they started getting to vote uh, until 74, yeah. the end of Reconstruction. Uh, he's like, that's when, you know, they actually enjoyed some some. You know, you saw a racial mixing. You saw yeah. people getting along. Yeah, some freedoms. You and saw stuff. the union protecting these people and making sure that they could vote and have rights. And then we went from that to like, Klan. Yeah, like like there's some illustrations in Harper's Weekly, um, this publication that was out after the Civil War yeah. in Arkansas of like Klan members terrorizing black families. Oh yeah, and then you had sharecropping, all this other shit come in. But man, it's like I just uh, you chart that forward to now, right? And you you get like into the civil rights movie. There's A great documentary called Eyes on the Prize. Mm. It's on YouTube. The second one's about the Little Rock Nine. And, oh, really? Um, a lot about Arkansas. But one of the first or the second one goes into Emmett Till. Yeah. It's fifty-five. Yeah, yeah, you got with some, in yeah. Mississippi. Yeah. Then they put they say so put a monument up that was blown to pieces numerous times. Yeah. Uh, they took I think they took it down or did something to it twenty thirteen. They
0: just had a thing where the kids were, were at this at the Emmett Till site again with with the gun. Like an Instagram with, post yeah, or something. Yeah yeah, yeah with that. guns and I know the 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 kid was one of my old personal training clients that's the head of that par- of that uh, fraternity of those do, those kids that were doing that, I'm like, y'all are some dumb, y'all are dumbasses, man. You well, know? like
1: when people say that phrase, like how far you know we've come a long ways. Um, and I I point to that sign like the like, wait, this one time I forget how many times they shot shot it up. Yeah. it was like three hundred right. times, right. three hundred yeah. bullet holes right. something before they like it. We well, used to be just like a normal sign, you right? Know? Like and then they made it a bigger monument, but it's been vandalized numerous times, and it's like. So that was, that was in 2013. How long have we come? How far have we come since 2013?
0: Yeah. Like that's a real this shit's still yeah, going on. Yeah. Seven years, we ain't come too far. You know what I mean?
1: <sighs> yeah, that's. But man, I just uh, it's kind of like what I was saying with not telling people how to live. Mm-hmm. It's hard to not get real passionate about this because, dude. But, like, I think ultimately the best thing we could do is just not be that fucking way. Oh, yeah. I, like, I, 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 I comment on it and shit, but it's like, you know, I, the you know, the Gandhi stereotypicals that can be the fucking change you want to see. Mm-hmm. Like, us, you know... Tearing these people down, like I don't think that's going to bring it about. Like I've been, I've tried to be as silent as possible this year. Right, and it's knowing some of this, like man, th- all-
0: th- yeah, this is the most silent. I used to be, I used to let that stuff control me on Facebook. Like when the when the uh, the, uh, the Clinton and uh, Trump uh, uh, yeah. campaign was going on, dude, I was I was always debating somebody, and are you know, I'm I, my, even with my clients. You know, I'm surprised that clients even kept me as a trainer because I was fucking dogging Trump, and I'm not—I wasn't really a Hillary Clinton fan either, but I sure in the hell wasn't a Trump fan. You know what I mean? This dude's not even a politician, and you know he's not even—I uh, just leader I, of the free world. Yeah, yeah, and I was just letting it control me, and you know, and I'm just saying, on a day-to-day basis how much does that affect my life? None, hardly any. I still, made, I still made money when Obama was president. I still made money when Trump was president. Still, ma- You know what I mean? I've made money under any, regardless of who it is, the The day-to-day actions that that has an impact on me is, is, is not as much just on a, the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. Now, on your local stuff, who you elect and all that, that has more of an impact on your day-to-day stuff. I agree. Hundred percent. That's like what mm. we're talking about with me yeah. having to move yeah. over here. Dude, oh, yeah.
1: It's a positive thing, but like yeah. it, it I literally feel like I was forced out of my neighborhood. And then I saw uh the um the city planner at uh and I didn't realize it was her. She had a mask on mm-hmm. at Walmart this morning. This morning, uh-huh. right? Like I was getting some fucking shit to hang my artwork up. And uh-huh. She's like, Brian, hey, you might not know me. I'm uh Heather's friend, uh Sarah. And I was like, "Okay, yeah, yeah. Well, what's up?" She was mm-hmm. asking about Cora having COVID, and yeah. she had had COVID and was uh, oh, yeah. had a hard recovery. And and then afterwards, she told me her last name, and I was like, "You're the enemy, lady. Uh, like, yeah, yeah. like, you made me get a sign permit illegally. Yeah. Like, my sign on the building is n- I shouldn't have had to pay a permit for that. I didn't have to pay it when it's across town. All I did was move it. Uh-huh. I, you're supposed to pay a sign permit if it's like so many feet high, right?" And I argued with him back and forth two or three times, and core went behind my back and paid it oh, yeah. and I, just to let, make it go yeah, away. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. like, that's the sort of shit. Like, this, it, that seems arbitrary, 50 bucks, 30 bucks, whatever it was. But it's like, no, they yeah. they literally made that shit up. Yeah. Like, I didn't have to pay for this before just because I moved it to this building. I yeah. shouldn't have to pay for it. Yeah. They're, you know, what's the deal here? Like, the guy that I took his sign down, he didn't have to pay for it. It's not – a sign is like that you have to be up so many feet and out on Did a pole. Did they explain
0: why you had to pay it or no? Well,
1: no, and I what I kept asking for, I was like, you need to show me the the code. Yeah. You need to show me the statute. Because yeah. what I'm reading here, this is not a sign. Right. Right? Like a sign is uh, like over here across town. Here's some pictures. Oh, oh yeah. Absolutely. Uh, like, uh, like, you know how Walmart has the big thing with the arches. Like yeah. they have to pay an annual permit for that. Because like, yeah. it's so visible. Right, it's like they basically are saying like, "Hey, since everybody can see that from
0: all over town, like
1: it's an eyesore, maybe so you got to pay us." People don't want to look at it. Like, I get that. You know, Conway, you have to pay like just to be able to advertise. Period. You have to pay a monthly due. Oh damn! To like, so it's not an annual permit of thirty bucks or something. It's but. That's the sort of stuff, like, yeah, the local city council, and what blows my mind is us being in Arkansas, we're one of the most taxed states, Yeah. but we're ran by a bunch of fucking conservatives who say that they don't like big government or taxing, yeah. but yeah. yet we're one of the most taxed yeah. states, yeah. and um, they, we had the uh, November election, right? Two months before that, they had a special election to carry over this one cent sales tax mm-hmm. for, like, drainage and all oh, this shit, yeah. and it's like, you motherfuckers haven't been fiscally responsible this whole time i've lived here and they basically snuck this in they could have put it on the november election right only 1800 people came out to vote
0: yeah well and they, they got it passed. they snuck it in so yeah. that would so that would pass
1: and paid and paid 20000 to have a special election less than two months before the general election Oh damn. where they could have done it. Then. But that's this man. That's local bullshit. Oh, like yeah. We got
0: a city council person 78 years old. Their husband is city council before them. Oh yeah. And it's in their family and you know, part of part in their blood, their bloodline or whatever. And yeah. 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 It's crazy.
1: It is man. Like that's, how, but you know, I would say I have a bigger following than all those motherfuckers. Yeah. And I sit on this podcast and talk shit about them. <laughs> yeah. hey,
0: you, you got this on YouTube. How, how
1: many you, how, YouTube? I would say my biggest uh, audience pull for the video uh-huh. is on Facebook. All right. In 2021, I'm doing multi-cam live stream. So mm-hmm. like, basically I'll have it queued up to where like, when you talk, the camera will switch to you. I've been working on that. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing, like i I just moved into this studio about six months ago. Yeah, I'm but,
0: a, I remember when you first yeah. got it going.
1: Uh, the, all this, like I got a big cable networking system coming together. Um, there's a few more things I need to do in here, but 2021, I'm, I'm going to grow the video side more.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Audio, I've got about everywhere you can listen to, Spotify, yeah. hey, um, uh, yeah. Apple Podcasts and shit. But uh, video, I get way more on Facebook than I do on YouTube. Uh, it's really? That's wild. Yeah, YouTube for the gym. Mm-hmm. At the gym, YouTube does way better. I got several videos over a thousand views. Like it's, do you, do you, is it monetized? Yeah, it makes, not yet. Uh-huh. YouTube just keeps moving the marker to get monetized.
0: My, yeah, and and it's, it's like when at my at the gym I, when I was training, I had I had to set up a YouTube channel. He made me show, and he didn't want me to have a YouTube channel in his gym. You know, he was afraid it was gonna. It was, uh, you know, he felt like it was taken away from the gym or wasn't spotlighting him or whatever. Mm-hmm. I was like, all it's doing is giving your fucking gym exposure. I mean, it's yeah, free exposure for your gym. I'm training the people. It's everything has to do with Rhino Fitness. It's 100%. Not, yeah. I was like, it was, it was hmm. kind of crazy.
1: It sounds like our headphone amp went off. Can you still? Hello? Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. It's like it uh, reduced a little
0: bit. Yeah, sounds like it did a little Check bit. Check one, two. Hello, checking, checking.
1: I think we're back, yeah. It was oh, yeah. weird. Yeah, but, man, that's, um, like, I, d- I worked in here for two or three hours before you got here today, mm-hmm. just on, like, uh, was some shit I wanted to move around. And, man, I set this up so I could have bands come in here and play and, yeah. like, grow the music side of this and... um.
0: It's nice, man. I mean it looks it, it's put some work into it. I am I'm impressed.
1: Well thanks, man. Uh, I am I'm, I'm just excited. Uh this has been like a big vision. Right. Long time coming. Like I've been like, oh, okay, what I want to do with this? Like and it just is evolved and evolved. Right. And, um and really it just ties into everything I'm doing, like the gym I have a YouTube for it and stuff, but man, I just like like mike man he and i talk about mm-hmm.
0: this like dude we just like creating shit oh yeah and he's a, he's a badass at all that shit that, that dude he, he's uh he's a very intelligent <sighs> dude, very dude, intelligent dude. human being and uh and not only that he's got a he's got a big heart uh oh, as yeah. far as like the <clears throat> the girl that got killed did you see you ever see the story about the girl that they're on dead tour and the girl got his girl got killed driving the show and he still has this girl's picture and a mo and a little like monument made of her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, this is like 20 something years ago and he I didn't still know the, has that shit. The, I,
1: I didn't know think. the big, the whole story behind uh, it, yeah, but. but I
0: mean, it's like, it just shows you what kind of dude he is, man. They're like Yeah, it's a good dude, man. And and, and there's some people that give him shit because of his little tiny hats or whatever, but you you could you can find a reason to give anybody shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? So,
1: yeah, like, yeah. dude, I watch his lives all the time. Like, oh, man, yeah. that dude goes
0: live, like, oh, oh, constantly. Every time, like, every time I look time down, we, every time you look at the phone, well, it's Mike's live. Oh, yeah, he's always, he's always live doing something with that dog. Steve. Yeah. Man. <laughs> yeah. Steve, the dog. Dude, Steve,
1: Steve will piss. Like, I'm like, my dog goes out and, like, if he lifts his leg twice, uh-huh. you know, he's a big old fucking chocolate lab, mm-hmm. just like a horse dog. Yeah. And, like, just like, Misses his leg, like, pees once, maybe two times. Like, dude, Steve's like, I got a
0: fucking bladder for days. I'm peeing on all uh, of these trees. Uh, yeah. Oh, fucking yeah. fucking belong to oh, me, yeah. guys. Yeah, and he's downtown L.A., too. So, I know it's expensive to live down there. Uh,
1: yeah, a good yeah. friend of mine is, well, he's moving to Salt Lake City, but, okay, so you'll you'll dig this. My buddy Jack Toffery's been on the podcast um, twice now. Yeah. Uh, one time he Zoomed in, but uh-huh. he... Um, he lives in L.A., downtown L.A. He's lived in Irvine, but, like, real expensive shit. He's moving to Salt Lake City, Utah. But this dude trains with Hicks and Gracie at his house. Like, dude, Hickson Gracie is, like, the Jesus Oh, Gracie. yeah, I know who he is. I mean, Fu, like,
0: Joe, Rowe. Yeah, yeah, he's the fucking
1: man. So, Maynard trains with Hickson. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and Maynard will only do, like, Hickson's style of jujitsu. Like, there's a certain group of people, and I'm in that group. I do other people's techniques, too, but, like. It's like, well, Hickson's style is the best. Yeah, Hickson's information is the best. But, like, it's harder to track it down. you got to know somebody that f- learned it from him. Yeah, handed it down. Yeah, and Jack is that person for me. D- I do private lessons. He's taught five seminars at my gym, came to my wedding. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, like, fortunate to know that dude. But um, Jack fucking trains with... Maynard, oh, yeah. like has trained with Maynard hey, in L.A., yeah. like has been out to his restaurant. So that,
0: that, that, yeah, that'd that'd be awesome. Yeah. That, yeah, that'd blow my mind. When
1: we when we saw him in a perfect circle. So like, we have another friend who's been on the podcast from New York named Eddie Fivey, and I mm-hmm. met Eddie a couple of times. Great dude, but he was on Tucker Carlson oh, talking wow. shit about getting his gym shut down. Oh yeah, like recently because <laughs> yeah. he's in New York. But um, Eddie knows, and Jack both know the guy that is like Maynard's security manager Uh for like, I think, all
0: three of the bands. Oh, wow. But at least for a perfect circle.
1: So when we saw him in Dallas, like Jack was trying to get me to go teach Maynard a private lesson. Oh,
0: That that would have been awesome. It was. (laughs) And like, man, I was like... I'd have been intimidated too. I was super intimidated. Uh,
1: And like, I was like, I wasn't banking on it. I was like, if it happens, it happens. It didn't end up happening. Yeah. And... But I was like, man. Then, like, two months after that, a few months after that, Jack was like training with with Maynard. At uh, and Eddie was like in California from New York for a competition. Competed against another dude that's taught at my gym. Oh yeah, it's like it's like all interconnected. And I'm like, but man, that's just. The intimidation, but just to like remember, it's like, dude, fucking Maynard's one guy away from me. Oh, he's yeah. One guy, he's two oh, yeah. guys away
0: from you or one yeah. guy away and from me. And them dudes are geniuses. You know, you know what I mean? I mean, musical geniuses. And this dude's, a, and he knows, and, and wine and all. I mean, no, they're talented God, in everything he do they do. All that shit. They're talented in everything they do. And I mean, like, uh, I was listening to Adam Jones last night on an interview talking about. <clears throat> where, where you know where he does all the artwork you know like the the movie type art mm-hmm. he's it was, it was telling where how he got started in in the hollywood movie scene might doing doing movie art and all that stuff and then how he met maynard and which i know all that story and then the band dude the morello tie-in
1: uh is real interesting yeah way,
0: right yeah. But, oh yeah um
1: Tom Morello was went to high school. school with Adam with Jones. Adam Jones. Oh, and yeah. then um, I want to say he did he live with Maynard? Yeah, th- yeah. Thanks. I think, he, yeah, I think so. they yeah. lived together. Yeah. Uh, he taught Maynard how to play in drop yeah. D tuning. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like uh, I I know some of this stuff because I signed up for the master class. Mm-hmm. Which, if you want my login, I'll give it to you. Well, I Watch fucking two master classes uh, total. Uh, this, like the documentary filmmaking. Morello, and then also Tony Hawk skateboarding. Oh, right on.
0: But there's like 180 yeah, masterpieces. I used to do skateboard competitions and shit. Oh, hell yeah. I, used to write, oh, yeah. I used to be badass at skateboarding. Oh, when yeah. I was 11, 12, I'd do handrails and just do all that shit. I, I still watch skateboarding. Nice. Uh, yeah, I, I still enjoy watching that shit. But, Dude, uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater for N64. This is one of the
1: greatest games of all time. Yeah. Like, I remember when yeah. I was a little kid when that came uh-huh, out. Uh-huh. And I was just like, this this blue cartridge right here is fucking... Where it's at. Answer, the soundtrack you know? had like fucking promise well, oh, and yeah. all this hell shit hell on yeah. it. People were still like ranting and raving about that game. Yeah. Like they made other follow ups, but like that was their their origin. Hell of, yeah. Yeah.
0: Actually, I was listening to Primus the other day. Hell
1: yeah. Dude, Colby and I saw um, promise when they played at the Amp a couple years ago. Yeah,
0: and then uh, hell, I seen them. They played at uh, what's the it's it's wherever the uh, some where some radio station is. It's out. out by landers you know where landers car car the metroplex light? yeah yeah the yeah, metro yeah, yeah, yeah. play there not too, it was about three or four about four or five years ago i think it's the last time i saw. promise sucks dude yeah yeah <laughs> they, yeah, they <laughs> suck bad big time
1: so uh i saw um opening for panic or well they didn't open it was same day at the 420 fest mm-hmm. um the linen uh claypool delirium yeah that was fucking. Was good. it good? Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah I, I've, what I've heard, I liked. I hadn't seen them, but I, I've liked some of the stuff I've heard from them. I've been digging uh, seeing Les Claypool and Jason Momoa hang out, like uh, they're, they're uh, fucking yeah, fishing uh, together and fishing, shit. Oh yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> Like he gives him that bass, man. Les Claypool was uh, enigmatic in a way similar to Maynard.
0: Oh yeah, and uh, like I said, he tried out for Metallica, and uh, they said that uh, he was too good for he was too good for Metallica. Yeah, yeah.
1: You um, have you followed that guy? I may have to pull him up on my phone. Mm-hmm. I had him on the podcast a while back. He's he's super viral, famous. Uh, Dr. Funk. No, I don't know if I know him. I, I bet you've seen this video of him playing right here. And I had uh, I turned off my YouTube uh, premium or whatever. Uh-huh. Because fucking Joe Rogan's off now. Yeah, it's now I get ads and, and that's on
0: Spotify.
1: Yeah, which I pay Spotify Premium here Uh at the gym. You seen that video? This dude was on the podcast. His name's Johnny... um,
0: Where's he from?
1: Cornwall, the UK. Oh, really? Watch where he gets going here. Let me see if I can make this come through the... uh, I think I can make it come through the uh, headset. Yeah, without getting a copyright. No, I can't. Mm. Here it comes. Oh, yeah. Isn't that motherfucker Uh, crazy, uh, dude? I fucking sit around it like he will uh, cover, like, uh, I love the chili peppers. Oh, yeah, uh, they tell you. He will cover uh there's a, a lesser known song of theirs off of the I think it was the By the Way album. Mm-hmm. Uh called Don't Forget Me. Oh hell yeah. Yeah. I know that song. Dude, yeah, he, nice. he does a cover of that yeah. where like he does like how for does that. Yeah, yeah. He does that on bass, he loops things repeatedly, mm. right? And um he will he plays the bass line and you can just like you can equate what he is playing to all of the
0: vocals in the right. song.
1: Like, 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 literally, like I hear Anthony Kiedis's voice when he good? plays. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, yeah. Don't, for, don't forget me. That's a badass. That's song. one of my favorites. Yeah, dude. yeah.
1: It's, it's awesome. I remember the first time I heard that, I was like, for Shawnee's part, like, yeah. the whole song's fucking great. But oh, like, for yeah. Shawnee's part, I was like, how the fuck do you write a, uh, a riff like, right? Like, and two, like, uh, there's a uh, them playing in Chile of a live video on YouTube I used to watch all the time and he'd be like doing this and he'd like put his other hand up in the air I'm like what the fuck are you doing Frashani's
0: Yeah, I got a picture
1: of him right over there
0: he's a a badass he's 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 an underrated guitarist as far as for most people that talk about guitarists John Frashani he's a bad motherfucker
1: yeah back in the band now
0: yeah oh is
1: he yeah yeah oh, they kicked right. out uh klinghoffer oh, yeah. and for shawnee rejoined yeah, they yeah. haven't done much
0: yeah. but uh back back in action huh? I mean, yeah for yeah, the f- third time i guess he's been. yeah get his act together for a little bit
1: yeah i will say like when he left before in like 09, 2010 11 whenever it was he got married and got to this lady that was in a band did like I think they did an album together, and he did a bunch of solo albums. But like they got a divorce, dude, and like the payout, like tens of millions,
0: like that. This dude lost. Oh damn! Over that, and I was just like, how? All like, the all the money that he accumulated on his own, he had to give her mm-hmm. half. That's that's crazy. Yeah, it was, but I like and then now he's back with the
1: band but like if you get into looking like well what's john for been up to like a super costly divorce yeah damn getting cleaned out <laughs> man i do you know i'll say this is coming more to awareness um and i hope there's some changes i've had an advocate come on the podcast who ran for governor of illinois and got a hundred thousand votes actually uh-huh. but like i don't know if you've had any experience with this maybe you had like family court like the uh no not
0: not a whole lot.
1: Well, like that's uh so this guy, and maybe I don't know his whole story, but I know that like he doesn't have any domestic abuse allegations or anything against him, and he hasn't seen his kids in like five years. Yeah, right. Like he's he's been deemed unfit to see his kids see by that, the family yeah. courts and shit. I'll and see, that, well, that, like Johnny would, Depp,
0: the shit that, that, that went that, on with him and his divorce. That would me because I'd see my kid one way or another or be a. Uh, some bad stuff happening
1: man but that you know he's paid like i think seventy five thousand mm-hmm. dollars trying to get joint custody of the kids because kids, his, his kids back mm-hmm. and man just like the stories i hear of a lot of dads well, it's yeah. like you you never hear the same story mm-hmm. and even if there's not kids involved like i mentioned johnny depp being yeah. in a store situation oh yeah because uh,
0: they're beating his wife or girlfriend or whatever and that, that he's had allegations against him of different stuff i don't I know if he's got kids or he gets to see i don't his kids. i don't know
1: well and then I, I heard that the allegations that he got fired for uh-huh. uh from like warner brothers or wherever he was you know he's going to be in the new harry potter fantastic right. beast franchise again and they they shit canned him and then it came what i read it came out that the allegations were false and they were like oh sorry you're still oh, yeah. see, that's like, shit canned we can't do that that's like yeah but um the money that that dude is out on his divorce and for shawnee it's like you you never you never really hear of a woman now i will say i do know a lady right now she's she's 48 and i don't know all the details i just know that her and her husband got a divorce like the first year they were married Mm -hmm. and this dude took her to court and it's her out is he breaking well yeah it all
0: depends on who's the breadwinner and and uh like if he's not working and she's working well she's going to have to pay him out of money just you know it'd be the same way or whatever it's called yeah Uh. but yeah usually like I t- this chick that was at my house last night I told her it's like it's a re- if a woman doesn't have custody of her own kids it's a red flag don't mess with her because a woman's going to always have custody of the kids unless she's unfit mm-hmm. you know what I mean and I we were just talking and she's I don't know if she agreed with that but I that's my opinion. Yeah, like, you know, because the 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 dads are always the one that's going to be the every other weekend. <clears throat> like when I get my daughter, it's we are every other weekend, or we we don't really have to go by that, but we we normally do, uh, and we do all the fun stuff. And my, my ex wife does most of the parenting because that's the way it's set up. And she could I tell my daughter you can move in with me any day you get whenever you get ready to. And if she's ten, and she's got some other brothers and sisters. And when she gets older, one day she probably will. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, because uh, at least she'll she'll get mad at mom or something one time, and wanna I'm going to my dad's, and then she'll give that a shot. Hopefully, one day. Yeah. I always tell her she can come live with me anytime you want to. You said she's ten. Ten. Yeah. 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 Yep. Uh, damn. 10. Yep, what it's it crazy once be. you have a kid man shit changes I, I wouldn't change it for nothing best thing best thing going yeah uh, but kid, yeah. cora
1: and i i've been since april we've been trying to have kids oh, yeah, and uh she's 28 i'm 33
0: yeah i had my first kid at thir- i had marley at 33
1: okay yeah wow. yeah wow. i was 33 when marley was born so man i will say like for cora there's like uh i mean yeah i want i want to have kids right mm-hmm. like One would do for
0: now. Yeah, I always say kids. I I I wouldn't want to have no more than one for me. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. There's there's people that love to have a big group, a bunch of kids. I'm not one of them. Because number one, I like to travel, and I can't afford to buy four or five plane tickets. uh, You you know what I mean? If you got more kids, more shit you got to buy to go somewhere. We have a
1: a family here in like. Well, the, the guy works a nuke plant, and his wife's a nurse. But dude they have four kids? Mm-hmm. Two twin boys; they're all redheaded. So I call them the Weasleys, yeah, fucking Harry Potter. Uh-huh. But uh, they a set of twins, and then two other boys, and they range from like eight to fourteen. Yeah. Right? And it's like so you got five guys in the household, and then the mom, and like just the extracurriculars they oh, do, yeah, like constantly
0: one, on the on the on the road doing something. It's like my my ex wife's got four kids. <laughs> no yeah she's got four kids uh and so she has to deal with other babies daddies plus me and then she uh, each time you had a kid it takes away from that other kid because she's mm-hmm. not rich so you're not going to be able to give these same kids going to get pulled your attention's going to mm-hmm. get taken away from the kid that could have been given to that when you had another one that gets taken away from yeah. so each kid's going to suffer a little bit unless you're just can afford nannies and shit like that or yeah that's, that's not my case so
1: man that is
0: uh
1: like with this family like
0: the other day they were like
1: that one of the kids like we're wrapping up Jiu Jitsu class the dad does jujitsu mm-hmm. And he's like, "Dad, you know, like we can get some Zaxby's, and I like, dude, that's like going to be a hundred bucks." Hell yeah, that's yeah. what I was oh, thinking. I was like, "All y'all, where you? you go,
0: Zaxby's, hundred ah, dollars, McDonald's."
1: Dude, $100. I was like, "That's that's an army. You yeah. feeding a small army, yeah. bro? Like particularly like growing ass
0: boys." Right. Yeah, and then every time you go to a restaurant, you get automatically gratuited because you got a party six or more. You know what I mean? That's what. That's what I always because between my ex. And my ex-wife and her new man—they got seven kids. I'm like, I go over there and I walk in. And I'm like, "What, damn? Where y'all got a birthday party or something going on? All these fucking kids over here, wow. just giving them hell." That's, it's just seven kids. I couldn't imagine. And that, you know, I
1: couldn't either. My dad was one of six siblings, mm-hmm. and like thinking back to that, and like knowing that, like my grandparents are born in the Depression era, mm-hmm. grew up being sharecroppers, and the freaking Hartman bottoms, right. and, so and it's like i can't fathom like uh, repeating that cycle right and that, that there are people that like they they are gonna have that many kids like it yeah. blows my mind oh, and yeah. i'm like yeah. how like i equate that with poverty that may
0: not be correct yeah
1: but like it's like when you start having kids at 18
0: yeah. you know or yeah. 19 yeah. 20. worst thing you can do yeah worst thing you do that's
1: why I went, that's why that's we waited that's what
0: i tell my daughter where you want to ruin your life get married early get married real early and have a kid real early guarantee it you, will good way to screw your life up at least at least wait till your late 20s or 30s live some lived your life been some places you know, settle down a little bit then have some well, kids and the, the
1: life that that i think you can give your kid when you're that much further along in life like that was a big thing for me is like i wanted to break the cycle of of, like, my parents had my sister and I when they were just young. Yeah. I think I was, they were 26 when I was born. So a little, but they had her at 19, 20 years old. Yeah. You know, and n- no, not that this is like, but at the time, like, they didn't have college education. My dad was really
0: not making super good money. And what is.